everybody. Good evening, good night, good afternoon. Woo! Uh, this is uh, Movies on the Rocks, and you are listening to The Murder Boy. Okay, and uh, as always, um, myself, Tomas, my brother, Goody. Hi-yo, hi-yo. Hello. And uh, our friend, Derek. Yep, I'm here. <laughs> yep, he's, he's here, everyone. He's here, everyone. So uh, just so everyone knows, um, like as always, we are the Motor Boys. This is Movies on the Rocks, where we talk about, you know, pop fiction. Pop, pop fiction. Look at that. Pop, pop culture. culture. Or pulp fiction. Pop, one or the other. Pulp fiction. One of the two. Um, you never know. We may get that movie. Uh, pop culture, anime, movies, video games, whatever. Wherever the muse takes us. And we uh, kind of just discuss it here for an hour or two or and a half. Who knows? However long that it takes. But uh, we discuss it. And while we're doing that, we are drinky-dinking. Um, and um, and uh, every episode, we discuss a motion picture. Um, in alphabetical order, regardless of genre or type, um, or, 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 or even actor, whoever directed just a movie and, uh, and we talk about it and we discuss it and we just, you know, have fun while we're doing it. Um, but for right now, let's go ahead and come to the point of the show where we have to kind of give a little bit of a discretionary message. So Goody, if you don't mind, take it away. All right, everyone. As always, like the name uh, actually doesn't imply it. Tells us movies on the rock. So there is going to be, as my brother said, some drinking. And so if you please uh, keep in mind, uh, we're going to be drinking. Uh, if that's something that you like to do, like to partake in some um, spirits or wine or beer, what have you, then by all means, join us as we are doing it. Uh, but, as, but as always, uh, if you decide to uh, make that call for yourself, please do so in accordance with all the laws, rules, and regulations of whatever region of the planet, or if you're listening off-world 10,000 years from now, um, that you are in. Because we need that uh, caveat. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. So, uh, again, uh, make sure you, if you're doing it, um, that it's legal, and it's totally fine for you to do so, and please, as always, do so responsibly. Um, and just enjoy the time with us. Also, another cl- disclaimer, little, little, uh, warning, little heads up, uh, because we are, uh, getting a little bit, um, inebriated, uh, sometimes this may see, th- may, may make a little bit of off color commentary. Uh, keep in mind, it's all in good fun. We're just having a good time here and hoping you, we hope that you're enjoying your time as well. And so if anything we say does happen to offend you, we do apologize. It's not our intention. Uh, our intention is just to have a little, little fun and cut loose. Uh, at this time. And, uh, so please, uh, enjoy the time with us. Yes. And, and, um, I don't think we have any now, but, uh, thanks to, uh, the last episode, we now have a new department here at the Motor Boys, uh, corporation. And that is the, uh, the fact check department. Um, <laughs> fact checkers here, uh, ready and willing and able to, uh, correct any mistakes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I can't wait for more of this. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Fact Check. I appreciate that. Fact Check. Okay. My balls. Anyways, so um, before we get to the movie, which of course was. (laughs) Oh my God. Can we please? (laughs) Before we get to the motion picture that was so lovely chosen by uh, Derek, as always, uh, the Polly Shore uh, 90s classic, mid-90s, let's specify, mid-90s classic in the army now, um, we are going to be discussing the news. So, 
As always, Goody at the news desk, take it away! News of the day! News of the day! News of the day! News of the day! Now, news of the day, as of uh, today, the 5th of August, in the year of our Lord, 2020. Anno Domini. Oh my gosh, here we go. Or as always, the common era for all the secular folk out there. What all right, got? Any, which, 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 all which right. we don't mind. Which we don't mind. It's all good. It's all I, wasn't, love, I was never going to qualify that. It's assumption that we don't mind. All right, this all got awkward. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so the big news, that actually no, it was not big news, but just news, news, news as it shows up. Uh, just something, uh, first of all, in the, uh, at this point in time, um, so movie theaters, who cares about them anymore? Absolutely nobody. Because uh, if you don't know yet, or if you're listening again from 10,000 years in the future, uh, we're still in the midst of a uh, coronavirus pandemic. And so movie theaters are shut down uh, for the simple future. So to that end, what you've been seeing has been a trend of a lot of movies uh, whose release dates were supposed to come out uh, in the spring of this year of 2020, and then have been pushed back further and further and further. Um well, one of the big uh, tentpole films of the year that was supposed to come out already actually in the spring uh, was Disney's live action version of Mulan. Dude, I was um, so geeked up to watch it, too. I was so ready. It, look, it I, looks amazing. It looks really cool. It looks really cool. Well, uh, Disney had been pu- pushing it back a few, you know, a little bit here and there uh, for a while. And then they finally uh, just this week uh, announced that they're just going to uh, stream it direct to Disney+. Plus. Uh, Disney's streaming service. So, uh, yeah, it will be released. Caveat. Well, and there it is. Yes. Disney's going to release on Disney Plus. So if you're a Disney Plus subscriber, uh, you'll be able to watch it starting September 4th is when it drops. But yes, Disney's going to make some money off the movie. And so even if you are a subscriber, you've already paid for a subscription for whatever services, including Disney Plus, you will also on top of that have to pay, uh, 30 bucks if you want to watch it. Um, I mean, one assumes it's going to eventually that price is going to go away. Um, but then you can look at it this way. People are like, oh my God, I'm already paying 30 bucks. But it's still cheaper than going to a movie theater than it would have been to go to a movie theater, frankly. It's true. I mean, I mean, I mean, like, if you. Depending if you are, on, depending. depending. If you're a family, a group of four people, you're four of you, you know, uh, two parents, a couple of parents, the kids, whatever, people show up, or you just make a little, you know, if you're a b- bunch of Disney fans, make it like a, a show of it, a night of it. Yeah. On September 4th, you invite all your Disney fans over, these Disney fan friends, everyone's all into it. You have seven or eight people in your house. Watching it, thirty bucks for seventy people to watch a movie, a brand new movie, is a steal. So you really I mean, can't complain. You, I think. If you think about it, even if you're, let's say, if you're going to the movies with your girlfriend, and you go to the movies, bam, bam, it's like an average price of movie, movie ticket is what, like twelve, twelve bucks, ten, twelve bucks. I don't know, man. I haven't been to the theaters in a long time, and I when I do, <laughs> I when I do, I just have Jeeves pay for it because really, <laughs> that's what the help is for, right? So I don't even know what it costs yeah, anymore. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, too rich for that. Oh yes, no. What's so like, Honestly, it's like twelve bucks. Let's just say average twelve dollars for a motion picture for for a ticket at the movie theaters, and then on top of that, you're buying drinks and like nachos. That's already thirty bucks as it is right there for two people. Oh yeah, no, it's you know what I mean. It, it is. It's, it is. It's not a bad deal. I don't think. So, at all. so um, all right. I'm gonna have an opinion. If you want to rewatch it, I, if you rewatch it, maybe at that point. But I'm saying like, I mean. If it's going to be on there, wait another five, six months, and it'll be there. Well, Hashtag okay. just stream it. So, 
I'm going to have a little bit of a controversial point of view here. Um, Controversy! Okay, so first, a lot of people are throwing a stink about if I'm paying monthly for the service, why am I paying an additional fee to watch this movie? The service is, okay, sorry, sorry. I don't buy that because the service itself is what? Maybe like six bucks. It's like bucks six bucks. Yeah, it's like six bucks. Uh, so anybody who says that is bullshit. I kind of agree. Um, I, I think, so basically what they've done, as Goody said, you know, if you're paying your Disney Plus subscription, which you have to have as a prerequisite, you can pay $30 and essentially you get to watch Mulan indefinitely. As many times as you want on your account until you cancel your Disney Plus account. Are you so serious? It's, yeah, it's like a temporary long-term rental, right? Really? I thought it was only one time you could watch it. That no, makes it a whole lot no. different then. It's, it's a great deal. 30 bucks is fair. You're right. When we talk about going to the movies and buying nachos and drinks and everything else, it's a fair price. Here's my bone to pick with it, though. Um, you know the new Black Widow movie is supposed to come in November as of today, right? And if Black Widow still ends up in theaters or gets pushed back further for whatever reason they want to give, there's a big argument with the fact that Mulan went a direction that I think a lot of people, myself included, agree with, with hiring ethnically accurate actors and actresses, right? So we've got an entirely Asian cast that this movie get, didn't get to go to theaters, right? So if we look at this in the comparison, right? We're talking about like Jungle Book. It had people that were brown, just like they were supposed to be in the Indian story, right? We look at Aladdin. It had brown and black people, right? Just like it was supposed to have with the ethnically accurate, right? Ethnicities, right? And yet now Mulan doesn't get the movie theater treatment, which almost certainly means that it's not going to make as much money as it would have in a, you know, non COVID movie theater environment. Right. So it kind of stinks that they're not given this movie the same fair treatment. And I don't know if it's something that is just a product of COVID and it's something that would have happened with whatever movie was coming next, whether it be black widow or anything else, or, if this is a movie they have less confidence in and they're the first one to go to the chopping block to end up on Disney plus. So my, um, I, wait, I, wait, I, wait, 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 honestly, this sounds like conspiracy theory. Like all the other groups get the movie, but the Asians won't, I don't know. I mean, you and on, Oh God, no, God, no, no, <laughs> no. Maybe, I'm sorry that we wasted any time and breath saying that. Yeah. But, I know. Uh, I know. and I hope I haven't alienated any of our listeners or a big fan of Yunan, but, um, well, whatever. Anyway, um, you know what? I think that COVID is a big reason for it. I, I, no, not big. It is the reason for it. There are no movie theaters opening, at least not any real way in a long time. Sure. Um, I, I would not doubt that they would, I'm, I, I doubt that they will not. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm sure they're going to go the same way. I'd be surprised if they didn't go the same way with Black Widow, partly because they can push Black Widow all they want, but they also claim the same thing about Mulan and they weren't going to do that not that long ago and uh, they ended up doing it. And so I can see them pushing black, maybe pushing black. We're trying to see, but if when if theaters aren't opening up, no one's gonna make any money on it. And, and so I could see them, you know, this, you know, the, I could, I could imagine that they're going to probably do this with black widow, unless they're just going to push and push and push and wait and wait and wait, but they're going to wait for a film possibly 
to be a year after its initial release date because they really want it to be in the movie theaters, especially after like fans are like clamoring and wanting to see the Black Widow film. Well, like, that's kind of that's kind of what's happening with the New Mutants. I mean, New Mutants was supposed to be out two years ago before COVID. And now, and now they've been pushed back indefinitely. You don't even know when that's coming out. And that one looks amazing. That new mutants. Have you seen the new trailer for new mutants? No, I yeah. have not. The, it looks really was good. Like, was it like what three weeks ago, four weeks ago, something like that? Well, no, there was a new one that there was a new one that just came out like last week that was that showed like the first uh, four minutes of the movie. Mm. And with with like a, a new trailer right after, like it would show like two three minutes of the beginning of the movie, and then it showed like the trailer afterwards was like about a minute long. So and it looks it looks fantastic, and it's and I mean it's here's the thing. I think that as Goody said, it's all based on COVID. I think it, there's no other reason for it because they Disney already announced that they've lost five billion dollars in revenue this year. Right, I mean, they. They've lost $5 billion. When last year, they made $25 billion in revenue. So, so I mean, they're, as of this, this year, they're technically in the negative per se. You know, they, 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 they lost $5 billion in revenue since COVID. No, actually, no, they're not in the negative, but they're like, t- last year, they made $25 billion. This year, they've only made 10 Yes, it's $10 billion with a B. I get it. I get it. It's splitting hairs for them. I mean, they're making a, Mickey's still making his check. It ain't going to ruin it. But I'm just saying that I don't think it's really anything, but they need to recoup some money. And this is a way for them to do it with people that they know since they already have, let's see, they already have, they have, um, I don't know, God knows how many million subscribers that times 30. They're going to make, it's going to make $500 million back. I'm, I don't know. I, I hope, I hope this is the case. I hope that, you know, it's just a, a shift in their tactic to releasing movies to find a way to be profitable amidst a pandemic, right? Um, and if other movies, not specifically, but possibly Black Widow, you know, follow that, that, that trend, then, um, you know, I think it would probably give, some kind of justification to this kind of uh, preliminary assessment, right? Um, I mean, they did say, so So the whole topic brought up about Mulan being put onto Disney Plus, um, it was announced on a shareholders meeting. And on that same meeting, their CEO said that it was not a shift in how they intend to release movies, but... We know that things change. They might not be ready to announce that thing yet, right? So they could always backtrack on that. They could pivot entirely over to that. So with that in mind, what do you guys think about the potential that, you know, maybe moving forward, movie theaters aren't a thing and everything new released is, you know, uh, something like how Mulan is going to be. What what do you you think that that can we live with that world? Is that something we can endure? Well, all right. So... I've thought about this for a while now because, um, since all this stuff started, um, and like I've thought about like, and even read more than one article on like all the different, I might have mentioned it here, all the different industries that are having to change or shift now or things that are changing and like what, what industries do you expect to disappear and which ones don't and all that. And that was one of them that talked about like that, you know, theaters might be a thing of the past except for, you know, except, except for like very niche. Theaters like uh, even say 
Um, I pick, I pick, or Alamo Draft House. Yeah, those are like Cinebistro and all those. That unless it's like unless it's a, it's a theater that's meant to be a uh, like a date night or like a kind of a night out type thing. Um, Ooh, that's a good point. Large scale, you know, big AMC where it's like it's the teenager shows up just to watch a movie. He's not going to buy popcorn because you know got to save his money or something. Watch a group of friends just show up. You know, if you're in high school or in college or whatever. But like, if it's in a big night out type theater where they have all the extra stuff, like a nice bar, and they've got the really good food and or all that, or theme nights, or um, theme movies, or specific whatever. types of events, stuff like that. That that outside of those theaters, or even the art house theaters, because like you know, not every single movie is going to come out on Disney Plus, or you know what I mean. Like some indie stuff may still go out other ways, but like the general large scale, like like a regular AMC type thing. Um, those might be, you know, going the way, heading the way, going the way of the Dodo right now, because, you know, because they've been shut down for so long, you know, to get them ramped up and get people to trust the space of being in a room for two hours, breathing the same air with another hundred people, um, you know, socially distanced or not, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if you're six feet from the next person in front of you or next to you, you're all breathing the same air. Some dude, you know, sneezes and takes his mask off. And that thing is coming out in like a 30-foot cloud, you know? Um, yeah, you know, this kind of this kind of makes me think about a couple things that... Okay, so once upon a time, I worked for, let's just say, a major electronics retailer, okay? Um, and, Incredible universe. Uh, Best Best Buy. Uh, what? No. Radio for, Shack. F- oh, FYE. All right. For your entertainment. You realize that this is usually what the fans are supposed to do in my Twitter inbox, right? <laughs> anyway, no. the point is specs. Was a big it shift. was specs. It was specs, wasn't it? Tower Records, Sound Warehouse. <laughs> it was Sound Warehouse. Let's just Blockbuster say Blockbuster Music was it Sound Warehouse? Was it Sound Warehouse? It wasn't Sound Warehouse, but oh, okay. that was then. But but then I think he was too young. Remember, he was born in ninety. What? Oh, I wasn't born. He was born in eighty nine with T Swift. T Swift. T Swift. Shake it off, shake it off. My point was that, was that, that fact I'm trying check? to fact say. Check? Uh, okay. Um, the point is that there was concern at the store that these large box stores, you know, if you think about like the Walmarts and Targets and all those, they're redirecting a lot of their efforts instead of having huge amounts of inventory and floor space to making it more like an experience, right? So you go in there to play the 3D thing on VR. You go in there to actually listen to a theater room, for example, or play the video game that you wanted instead of uh, kind of the traditional just shelves with product, right? And so the experience was what draws people into the store. And so, and by that same vein, if we talk about, you know, different movie venues, you know, if if it be your uh, movie studio grill or one of my favorites is Alamo Drafthouse, um, you know, they have these themed movie nights where you can go in on a Friday night and watch movies that came out in the fifties, you know, like for example, my wife loves the movie Grease. I took her to see it in theaters, which we couldn't do because we weren't alive when it came out, but all the same, we got to see it in theaters, right? It was the experience that made us want to go and do that. And maybe movie theaters will adapt to that. But the other thing you mentioned, like AMCs, I mean, what are you going to do for one of your first dates if there's no movie theaters, right? It's dinner and a movie. That's what you do, right? Well, that's why that's why now you see the return and the resurgence of drive-ins. 
That's why drive-ins now oh, are so yeah. popular. Good point. That's why that's why drive-ins are so popular now. They're so popular because you don't have to do anything. You can stay in your car. You know what I mean? You bring your food from outside and you sit in your car and you eat and you watch a movie. See, that's why they're becoming so popular. I don't. Well, yeah, becoming so popular, I guess. But like, I don't really see a lot of it down here where I'm at. Um, well, yeah, well, I mean, you only have, you only have one right now, but the the Dolphin Stadium said, "Yeah, Goody sh- Swap Shop." Okay, no, that's really far away from everybody. I understand I like that. I'm, I'm saying that's the only one nearby. Well, but 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 the other thing is that like I feel like for a lot of people, you know, what do you do on a first date, dinner, and a movie? I don't know. I feel like for a lot of people, at least in my experience, um, you didn't go to a movie on your first date because then that would be X number of time where you're not talking to each other. That's a good point. You know? That's a good point. But I think at some point in a dating relationship. Yes, yeah, it's a nice date night. Go see a movie you know? together. You're right. You're right. Go see a movie. Well, and that's when you go to the really nice movie theater and you don't make, you know, movies a weekly thing. You make movies every so often and then you go big where you go to the movie theater where you can get the nice steak and you can get the cocktails or the bottle of wine or what have you. You know, that's, I think, what we're going to see with movie theaters. I feel like. I mean, maybe. it seems like a strong, know. strong candidate. I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, it stands to reason that if we movie theaters were to go down this path that, you know, there'd probably be fewer of them, which inherently equates to, you know, people changing industries and finding other means of employment. But, um, I mean, I think I, I don't see a scenario where we just don't have movie theaters ever again. Well, I mean, I mean, there's the, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the agreement between AMC and Universal, but, you know, it used to be that the agreement's always been that if a movie comes out, it has to be 90 days before it can go on demand, where it can be available for on demand, whether that's at a hotel or on DirecTV or wherever. It has to be at least in the movie theaters for 90 days. Well, since AMC Universal now just set up an agreement where any motion picture that is shown at an AMC, at AMC theaters has to be in the theaters for 30 days. And can then go into streaming, like uh, like on demand streaming service, after the thirty days, and they share the revenues fifty fifty. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. So, and that and that's pissed off Cinemark. It's pissed off General Cinemas. All those people, all the other major cinema corporations, movie movie theater corps. They've all got. They're all super pissed over the deal. Well, I mean, I can understand them being upset, but. I mean, I don't know whether it be Cinemark or AMC. Who knows? Uh, Who knows? I both mean, both of those guys are—they've got a lot to, to to improve upon beyond just exactly. that. I mean, no, if we talk about sure. like the the other, you know, maybe smaller chains that do really good job. Uh, I mean, not even like if we talk about like IPIC, IPIC is really among you know the upper echelon of yeah, that's theater like, experiences. That's like, that's like going to like uh, what is IPIC? That's like, I pick, I picks like the, uh, let's just say goodie. It's kind of like the, um, the, the, uh, what's, uh, what's a, what's an expensive restaurant? Uh, the, the prime 112 of movie theaters, goodie. Wow. It's like, okay. You can, not, not that expensive, but I'm saying like that it can be. No, expensive. but I mean, uh, but I'm just thinking like how much more do you do up the, the movie going experience? Like, you, can, you could potentially spend 250 bucks at I pick easy. No, I, well, I can do that at Cine Bistro easy also. I'm just saying like, how do you, 
So you know what I mean? Like after a certain point, like you're still just watching a movie and eating nice food, but is it just basically the quality of the things and the selection of things at IPIC are of, are of another level? Or is there someone like, do you each get your own personal servant who like massages your head while you're watching the film? Like, I don't know. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I feel like there's a plateau of experience in movie theaters that like after a certain point, you can't get much more out of it before it becomes. I, I only weird. have one question from that statement. And that's witch head. Oh but that's, I digress. Okay. Moving I on. Digress. <laughs> I pick, I pick, a, they, they've got the luxury seats. They've got a really solid menu. Yeah, they, do, um, they do. I mean, you, you can per entry level ticket, like your most basic ticket, you're confidently going to spend between 25 and $35. So, I mean, if you kind of relate that to just about any other movie theater, it's quite a bit more. Um, and in, you know, they're, they're tickets for like 3d IMAX, Dolby vision, whatever those get upwards of like, it seems like 50 or $60 per person. Right. So they're, they're definitely charging a lot more for whatever they tout as the premium experience. Well, I guess, I mean, I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what's going on, but I mean, there's a lot of different things happening now in the market in regards to theaters and movies, and we just have to kind of see where it leads. I mean, if COVID works out, hopefully, you know, knock on wood, you know, well, banging my head. It's going to work out. It's going to work out eventually, but you know, but how soon is that going to be and where is that going to lead? Oh, who knows? Uh, what's, what's funny the is movies. I didn't make the connection, but like Mulan is coming out the same weekend as uh, Tenet because that's the, uh, the Christopher Nolan vehicle mm, yeah the theatrical release of tenet by warner you know released by warner brothers is going to be released to, it's, it's that's labor day weekend um yes, but, the same but, not, weekend. but not in the states i know but disney plus is everywhere so like yeah. it's just funny that you know i wonder and it's also one of those like classic you know disney could have released it you know since it's all done anytime they wanted and yet when do they release it to coincide and to directly compete with tenet and I mean, tennis not even going to be here in the states, you know, because we can't get our shit together in regards to COVID. But that's a whole other story, you know. It's going to be released everywhere else but here. So, I mean, that's yeah. Just... Well, it's a good thing that nobody nobody uh, buys movie tickets in the U.S. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure, yeah exactly. I'm sure movie studios won't ever adjust their 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 ticketing to us ever. Exactly, exactly. All right. Well, Goody, anything else? You got another uh, article in line, Goody? Well, another thing I was talking about is it's about a movie that's near and dear to my heart that we didn't even talk about in the podcast at all, but maybe we could one day if we ever go back to circle back around to the beginning of the alphabet. It has to do with uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure with the third movie, Bill and Ted 3, Bill and Ted Save the World. Excellent! Party on, Wayne. Party that's on. not even Bet's Wayne. No, it's it's, it's really World. Really it's Wayne's World. Goody, Goody, you need to stop drinking. I know, for real. Either that or speed up, man. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> there we what go. Is, what was it? Be excellent to each other. Yeah. What was that? What, what else did he say? He said something else. Oh God. Whatever. Anyways, go ahead, Goody. Anyway, the point is that the movie is slated for um, actually coming up in a couple of weeks, August twenty first, I believe, uh, for August twenty first theatrical release. But if there are no theaters for theatrical release, they've already announced that they are going to also drop it straight into streaming that same day as another kind of video on demand type thing. So it's going to be streamed and also premiere a uh, movie launched the same day. So that's going to be kind of nice to see. I've been looking forward to that movie for actually for a while now. Um, newest trailers. Um, but again, I just think it's a, it's a, 
a mark of what's happening. It's the times that we're in right now. And I see this happening a lot. One thing that I was actually talking and thinking about, um, it has to do with this movie, but not so much this movie, uh, but how this is going to impact and just kind of, uh, overall is the idea that this, um, you know, this is how, how is awards season going to be facing? You know what I mean? Because a lot of awards show require theatrical releases. But if there are no theaters open, like the Irishman got in there right under the wire, right? Um, because it was in a theater for like, I think it was in theaters for one week and that was enough. So it can now be nominated for an Academy Award. All right. But, but wasn't it, was it Steven Spielberg that said if it doesn't go to a movie theater, then it's not a real movie or something or other? Yeah. yeah, I think it was him. Him and Martin Scorsese. Yeah, always and, that, and that's thing. cute. Uh, they're wrong and old, and so should stop. But well, they both pivoted over to doing streaming films, streaming sites. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, oh, I can get paid to do this. Wow. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that like um, they. So this movie is coming out streaming, and like, and I'm not worried about. I'm not really worried about Bill and Ted becoming you know nominated for Academy Award or anything like that. Although who knows. But because it's, it's, I mean, I love those movies. But the point is that, like, as more movies are doing this for now, it's just one of those where, like, well, you have a movie you want to be part of the awards season. Let's just delay its release. Well, those awards seasons also have deadlines that a movie has to be released by X date. So either they're going to have to change their rules, maybe just for next year. Like, well, this year's a special kind of very strange year, and so. Streaming will be allowed this time, although that's opening up one can of worms and maybe they don't want to. Or are we going to see like a flood of films come out in the theaters? Uh, even though if they've been dropped for streaming, they'll be re-released, quote unquote, in theaters because they want to be eligible for the awards season. Well, here's the problem. Mulan. That, the- well, think about Mulan. Mulan could have been one of those movies. I mean, we haven't seen it yet, but who knows? Maybe it could have been one of those films. The problem but, with that is that problem with that is that they've had that happen. They've had that where something's come out streaming and then shown up in the theaters, and they've already said that it had and it, it, it not just streaming. It's just uh, let's uh, like music. They've had songs that have come out that have been hits, but because they showed up in a in a in a in a movie that was streaming or something, or if this movie that was streaming came out streaming first, but gained a lot of critical. Um, um, you know, critical praise in the theaters and stuff when it came out in the theaters because it came out streaming at the same time it came out in the theaters, it doesn't count. Well, I, who, 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 the academy and all those groups, this is very arbitrary. Then, it is like, very arbitrary. It will, I think it's arbitrary and also like it's very, I'll say it, old fashioned because they mm-hmm. just don't want to accept that the streaming services, the streaming services can have quality films, which is, you know, wrong Bonk. because that certainly is true and the fact that scorsese he he one week that's all he gave it one week in the theaters and boom dropped on netflix for the irishman right yeah yeah so it's like clearly he at some point like you said you know Derek, he pivoted he's decided there's a place for it here because i want people to see this movie um but if if this like maybe okay so i know that they have to uh, one of the biggest ones that you mentioned is like they have to have it in the theaters for it to be considered, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a, for a specific amount of time, it must be in theaters. But I wonder, can it launch on streaming and then go to theaters, or does it have to launch in theaters and it, then go to streaming? It has to well, launch in the theaters. It, it, it has to launch in the theaters. But does it even have to be domestic, right? 
So like there are some countries right now that are more or less back to normal, right? Couldn't you just Oh yeah, that? there we go. Yeah, because they allow foreign films. All right, there's a foreign film well, here, category. Well, here's here's the thing with the foreign film category. The foreign film category is just I don't think it matters if it's in the theaters in the foreign film category. I think it it's just depending on the, the the country that submits the motion picture and they have to decide out of that out of those movies the five that they believe are the best. So what you're telling me is that a Marvel movie could legitimately end up winning awards as a foreign film. That that's that's a new thing, right? No, 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 no. Because if it's a foreign film and it's like it's like it's got to be like produced and made. I mean, there's, there's probably like requirements as to what makes a foreign film. Yes, like, yes. Like I don't. I, I mean. I don't know if anyone's going to be like, look at the Harry Potter films, which a lot of them are made in <laughs> no, England. They're going to be no. like, we don't, no one looks at Harry Potter films as, no. these are foreign films. You know what I no, mean? No, 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 no. I no, doubt no. that. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it's usually foreign films are not movie, not movies from England or actually any English speaking company, the country, they don't consider them foreign films. They consider the foreign films like French and Spanish and, if they speak in Farsi or Mandarin or Japanese, it's like it's like if it speaks if they speak English in the movie, you're basically out. All right, I buy it. So, well, I, I, well that, but that's interesting though. But you're right that that's how they can get around it, where it can launch in a different, a foreign country, even if it doesn't launch here, unless it's part of the rule has to launch in the United States, which I don't think it. I don't, I don't think, think it work. does. I don't think so. It if does. that's the case, then there we go, Derek. You're right. You solved the problem. They just launched it in another country, uh, and it right. gets its time, and then uh, boom. Uh, just, just contact us on Instagram. You can mail my check, and we'll figure it yeah. out. Right? And we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what the, we'll see what Mr. Fact Check says next week. So, yeah, <laughs> for sure, right? Um, so I, I had, uh, I had a, a idea I wanted to talk through with you guys because I don't really know where else would have fit, but it kind of goes in the same vein as the Mulan conversation, right? Um, all right. So Beauty and the Beast, right? We had the original. We had the live action, right? We did the same with Jungle Book. Did the same with Aladdin. Soon to be a Mulan, right? Um, most of those movies don't don't forget Lion King, which is quote unquote live action. Yep, there's another one, right? Um, so Lion King, and I haven't seen the Beauty and the Beast one, or and I've seen Aladdin, but those are for the most part they're basically retelling the original story, right? They didn't Cinderella really... was really good though. Cinderella, have you seen Cinderella? Cinderella, I haven't actually... seen that one. Cinderella is actually one of the best live action adaptations. It was really good. Like I'm not even going to lie. It was really good. So, so here's my idea though. We know that the Mulan movie does not really follow the original concept. They've kind of reimagined it and Well, you know, it, it okay, okay. Well, before you get started, it follows the true story. But not follows, the original Disney animated film. Not not to the whole degree because it, it's all based on an actual on a true story. Uh, well, uh, uh, a a retelling of a, of, a, of an event because she existed. She was actually for, she actually existed. Hua Mulan actually existed, and so of course they they are going to use some things from the animated movie. But there's no songs. She's not talking to a dragon or a cricket. I mean, none of that's happening. But okay. but. The the overall aspect of the motion picture, yes, it's it's yes, it's some new stuff. Okay, so by that same idea, right? We have the original animated film and the new live action film, and another one that fits the mold really well is Jungle Book, right? We have the original versus the new, right? Both Jungle Book, both are Mulan, both are very different. 
And so why hasn't anyone brought up the fact that Disney has a multiverse? <laughs> Boy, That's like amazing. Kingdom Hearts? Yes. The Kingdom, like Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. Like Kingdom Hearts. There you go. Oh gosh. That's, Okay, I want to. I want to. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna stop. I want to hear this. Go, go, please continue, dude. No, that, that's it. I mean, Marvel can have it. DC has it. Why doesn't Disney have? It? Why doesn't anyone? T- we have a DC EU or what is it? Uh, what do they call? No, so, no, it's the what does so, DC call theirs? It's the yeah, but DC EU, the 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 Detective Comics so extended universe. Are you saying that the Disney version of Crisis on Infinite Earths Earths is the Songs of the South? You know what? You just want to bring that in, dude. You just want to bring it in. You're no. like finding a reason. He could have said, I love spaghetti. You go, you mean spaghetti is a uh, song of the South? Like, like you just want to bring that in. I'm go. sorry. Right. I'm not I'm touching sorry. that with a hundred foot pole. Okay. Way to pull out of nowhere. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, 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 I'm telling you right now, they already have it. It's Kingdom Hearts. If you play the Kingdom Hearts video game. It is Kingdom Hearts. It is Kingdom those, Hearts. All right. those Disney films are their own worlds. Even the ones that take place on Earth. But they're all their own worlds. They're considered they're they're talk and they're viewed as their own worlds, which is kind of funny when you think of like a Lion King world, which they have you visit during I think at least the second game or the first whatever. Then you go to Lion King world and you're like, so this entire planet is just like a savanna or or you know, with animals. Or you go to like Tarzan's world. I'm like, so is it Tarzan's world? Yeah, like the entire world is jungle, giant, but like it's a giant island with two guys stranded but, on it. <laughs> But like you, you at Tar, you look at the Tarzan one. It's like Tarzan and Jane and all that. But like Jane talks about England. Does England not? How does it even work? And then your mind gets blown because really, it's a video game. Why do you care so much? But it's pretty cool. But yes, all these are different worlds. There's even a Tron there's a, there's, world. There's, there's a Nightmare two, Before Christmas be, world. Yeah, there's a Pirates of the Caribbean world, which is great because when you watch when you play that one, um, every because you know what in all the other Pirates worlds, of the Caribbean are they are, are they legitimately stuck? What what is Pirates of the Caribbean? That's that's uh, the Johnny Depp vehicle. No, 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 no. Is that like what? When was that set? Like, like, like the fourteen hundreds or something like that? No, no, no. no, no. That's like eighteenth century. Like that, yeah, it's like the late seventeen hundreds. I would say mid, mid to late seventeen hundreds. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, there are they are they perpetually in the seventeen hundreds? I don't know. See, obviously, that's, those are questions they don't they don't answer. But what's funny is the fact that you know, in all the other worlds, everyone fits the art style of the of the, yeah. of the movie. So, like, yeah. they all are cartoonish. But you go to parts of the Caribbean world. And everyone looks like an animated version of a human, but don't look, you know what I mean? Like they look Mm. normal. They don't look cartoonish, except for your characters who are Donald, Goofy, and the kid Sora, which is very, you know, very Square Enix looking kind of Final Fantasy kind of looking kid. Oh, yeah. You know, but like all the people in Pirates of the Caribbean look like humans that are just animated, you know, have like a cartoonish sheen to them. So that was kind of interesting. But I don't know. Yeah, you're right. There is a Disney multiverse. There, There must be. But it's kind of interesting how that exists because, because then there's like, you know, um, the princess and the frog that exists in an early 20th century New Orleans. Orleans, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which always makes me wonder when these movies go to these historical places. Uh, they're not like fantasy kingdoms, but actual historical places. Like she's a princess, right? She, she's Tiana's a princess. Cool. But like, like when she's in between making beignets and stuff, like she goes over and sees, uh, you know, she goes to, Arendelle, or I guess the name of the kingdom. I mean, I, don't know what I mean, I mean, Rapunzel did it in Frozen Part One. So, I mean, who's to say? And they're all from fantasy kingdoms and stuff, but she's from the U.S. 
So are we going to call this Disney multiverse? So the DMV, are we going to the DMV? <laughs> the, the DMV. Yes. <laughs> yes. Are you, are you know, oh, you know who's the gatekeeper for the DMV? The sloth from Zootopia. Yes. <laughs> flash, flash, honey, yard dash. Oh gosh. I was, I, for some reason, the first person that came to mind was the slug woman from Monster Inc. Well, no, well, she's his man. She, she's his manager. She's the there manager. You go. Perfect. I mean, because everybody at the DMV has some shitty ass manager, and she's the one, dude. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> I don't All know. Right, so, I was thinking about that, and I was just like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> so, so I, I, I mean, I mean, Goody, do you have anything else to talk about, Goody? Or you're good. Uh, I actually did have. Oh, uh, mm, fact check. Mm, yeah, fact <laughs> check. Oh god, here it comes. I'm ready. Buddy. <laughs> 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 All right, no, all right, no, boys, bring it together. What are we doing? Here it is. Because of the uh, current pandemic crisis, coronavirus, COVID-19, the Academy has actually waived its requirement for theatrical releases currently for streaming movies. So streaming movies, video on demand are actually could be eligible. The only strictest requirements have been for the best picture category, um, but even that has been waived temporarily because of the current condition but <laughs> originally the requirement for best picture films nominations had to be a film that launched uh for at least seven days in an la or in a los angeles based theater so it had to be an la based theater for seven days before being considered for california best oh my picture. <laughs> okay can however, we just acknowledge? Well, however, they've actually already explained that after the coronavirus pandemic and theaters reopen, they are going to actually expand the list of qualifying theaters to include uh, the cities of New York, San Francisco Bay Area, Chicago, Miami, and Atlanta. So now for Best Picture, a film after coronavirus will have to show for at least seven days in a theater based in one of those cities. Mm, yeah. Fact check department. Okay. <laughs> you, know, you know what? You know what? You know what? Mister Fact Check sounds like to me. He sounds like um. What was the name of that kid in Rugrats? Tommy's friend, the little kid with the glasses. Chucky. Chucky. He sounds like Chucky's dad. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is exactly where I was headed, and I'm going to point out exactly who this is. Do you guys know who <laughs> Professor Fink is? Um, <laughs> Isn't he like the making fun of the Jerry Lewis character from the Nutty Professor? Isn't he like a parody of that character? I don't know if he if he mimics anyone else, but his name is Professor John IQ Needlebaum Fink Jr. He's Who's the professor this? from the, the Simpsons. Simpsons, right? Yeah. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> Isn't he in Futurama also? <laughs> I'm sure he makes a cameo in there. I mean. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, dude. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's great. All right, but- Professor Fink. Anyway. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. Well, do you have anything else to do? You're good. Uh, no, I think that's it. The fact that uh, they're expanding their theatrical release for the best picture. And like, like I said, the best picture category, uh, that was the one that had the – well, actually, it wasn't me. It was um fact check guy. But uh, but uh, yeah, they're expanding their releases to films, which actually is pretty cool because uh, – MIA is one of them. What? What? what 305. What? Oh, Dolly. Dolly. You, you and freaking... <laughs> what's Pitbull. his name? Pitbull, Pitbull. yes. Mr. 305, Mr. Worldwide. 
Anyways, but okay, so I have I have actually um, one one uh, story. I don't this know is mind blowing as the DMV. Not not yet. Flash, okay. flash, hundred yard dash. No, um, uh, my mind is um. I don't know if you guys have read this lately, but uh, did you see that they're uh basically going to be doing a Disney Plus sequel series for Solo? No, I have not even heard about that. And I can tell you right now, I have my usually have my finger on the pulse of Star Wars news. Um, wait, wait, like, okay, so is this the one that I read about where they were talking about Donald Glover signed on to still be in it as Lando Calrissian? Yes. Well, so so okay, so there was talks, and there possibly might still be. Uh, a Lando there, there Calrissian. Were talks. There were talks. There were talks of, and he he does have. See, because he still him and Alden Ironreich, all those people, they all still have multi picture deals with Disney. Whether that entails Star Wars or whatever, they all have multi picture deals. But they were trying. They were renegotiating with with um Crispin with a um, Crispin Glover. Look at me with uh, Donald Glover. No, 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 Crispin <laughs> Glover. That's who it is. <laughs> George McFly is showing up, buddy. Yes. and I was like, he's he's so un, he's so underrated as an actor, man. God, I love Chris McLover. Yeah, he's Anyways, actually really really good. He is good, especially when he's that crazy dude in uh in uh, Charlie's Angels. Oh, when he smells uh, his hair. Oh my yes, god, he is so good. He's amazing. He's the Chris best. McLover, hit us up. You're awesome, yes. dude. Dude, national treasure, bro. National treasure. Anyways, um, no, so there were, they were having talks with him. And I think they actually agreed to him being on a Disney Plus series, but there were originally, people were originally saying, oh, it's going to be a Lando series, you know, talking about Lando and, you know, all this kind of stuff, him being, you know, what, you know, the, the, like, you know, being his, being a pirate, you know what I mean? The pirate that he is with matching yeah. capes and like that. No, but, now there's rumors that they're actually bringing him in and they're going to bring everyone else in for a series so you find out what's happening with Solo, Lando, Chewie and how they're dealing with the 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 Crimson Rouge and uh and the other organization that's being run by uh that's run by um what's his name Darth Maul. What? Okay, sorry. Spoiler alert, Darth Maul is in the movie. Have you seen the movie yet, Derek? Wait. The Solo movie? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. You didn't see Darth Maul at the end, dude? Maybe I just forgot about that shit. No. All right. You're watching then, bro. What? Uh, dude, yeah, he showed up. He's the big He's organized the bad crime guy. guy that... that um. What's her em- name? Emily Clark's character was reported Emilia Clark, to. Emilia Clark. Emilia Clark. Emilia Clark. Excuse me. Respect the name, Goody. Respect her name. Is there? Sorry. Is there a Baby. chance that this was like an end movie credit or something that was only in theaters? No, 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 no. It was at the end of the movie when she was basically when she shut down the building and it flew away. He was there. He was in like a hologram. Like a, a projection, yeah, it was a projection, she, like a communication projection type yeah. thing. And he shows up. And that and was he, like the that was like the big reveal. Was, that's like, oh man, he was the person that she's been working that she has been working for the whole time. I didn't know it was him the whole time until the end of the conversation because he was sitting down with his hood covered and he has his gloves on and he's sitting and he's got pants on. So you know, it's you don't know it's his robotic legs. You just see it looks like boots. And then he stands up and he take and he moves closer to the hologram and you see his face and it's. It's, you know, the guy who plays Darth Maul in all the movies. It's him. And, of course, his voice is, what's his name? That guy who did uh, Forced Unleashed. He's the voice of, uh, he's his voice. 
But I mean, it's 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 him. It's Darth Maul. He's in the movie. Are you are you sure? I'm looking at the movie here. I pulled it up and watch it, dude. Just the actor's it. name that plays Darth Maul all the time is Sam Witwer. He's no, done. He, he's done the voice. He's not. He's the done the body. voice. He, but he also does a lot of voice acting for video games and cartoons. Like he's really big the, in like a lot of that kind of voice actual, acting stuff. The actual actor, I forgot his name. Like man. he does a voice. Like if you watch Rebels, Darth Maul on Rebels was played by Sam Witwer. Um, he was also in, remember Smallville, the character that eventually became Doomsday was played by the actress, which was actually the first time I ever saw him. He was in Force Unleashed. He played Starkiller in the Force Unleashed games. And that was his fa- face. You know, he actually it was his face motion cap. Motion capture and all that stuff. Yeah, it's Sam Witwer, mm-hmm. man. He's yeah, he's got a lot of good work. I like him a lot, actually. Yeah, 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 dude. I mean, he's and, and then so the guy who uh, Ray Park. That's who it is, Ray Park. So Ray Park is the actual like guy who he's actually is Darth Maul, all the makeup and everything, but the voice is Sam Witwer. So so yeah, so he uh so he shows up at the end of the movie. He's the one who's been pulling the strings for Amelia Clark's character, Kira. And that's how she becomes the head of whatever the organization is. I forgot the name of the organization that she's a part of. That was that was previously uh, being helped by Paul Bettany. And have you guys finally seen the end, the last season of Clone Wars? No, no I'm so close. Oh, though. I'm so God. close. No. Oh, I'm never going to watch it. It's never going to happen. Goody. Oh well, I mean, I w- I'm not going to say anything. But you know, Paul Bettany's character shows up in the movie. I think you just said something. Well, I mean, I'm not going to show him tell you when, but he shows up. I'm going to I'm just watch it. It's well, Sam Witwer has basically been doing like in Clone Wars. He was also the voice of Darth Maul. In Clone yes, he Wars. was. He's yes, been he voicing was. Darth Maul since more or less like 2011, give or take, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Since about since about the third or fourth season, whenever Darth Maul showed up, he's been the voice of Darth Maul on Clone Wars and Rebels and in Rebels and in Solo and in Solo. So yeah, yeah, he's dude, like he's a beloved in actor. Like he's he one of the few people, few actors that have played a major role in the Star Wars universe that people have just continuously not only enjoyed, but you know they've also really like his interactions with fans. You know, at different cons, his and 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 in the DCEU now that it's connected to the Arrowverse because of Crisis. He played a character on Supergirl. He played a a very like hard right fascist character called the Patriot. But not as Maul, right? No, no, as as a he played like a like a like a history professor who became kind of like a right wing uh nationalistic, you know, fascist kind of guy. So how does that I'm just saying, it's not really, he's just dropping. He, the, the people love this guy. He's just dropping. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, he's been, he's been Bevel, in a lot of stuff. He's decided to, you know, show off more of Sam Whitworth's CV, I guess. Yes, I have. He called me. He texted me. He texted me. He's like, you guys are talking about me this evening. Well, he's also the main character in the video game Days Gone, which I think is an underrated game. Very underrated. Uh, very underrated. Played the main character of Deacon St. John, but, you know, who am I, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah. So in in so this there's a sequel series in development for Disney Plus. They've already contacted everyone. They've already said you know they haven't they haven't nothing's in on paper yet, but it's in the works supposedly. Like they're they're planning it. They're already working on they're working. They're, it's in development right now. So who knows when that's going to happen? But and we still have the Obi Wan series coming out probably next year at some point. We have. Did Nando they confirm two? Ewan McGregor for that one yet? 
Of course, they're going to start filming it soon if they haven't yeah, already. Yeah, he's he's been confirmed for actually a long time for that. Yeah, sure. it's been, he he was confirmed in Comic Con like last a long year. Time yeah. Ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he locked in in Comic Con last year. So do we know so. that? I mean, do we know the timeline? Are we are we get to going to get to enjoy more of Quagon before he just gets killed? Well, this was no. This is not when he's young. This is going to be when he's old. This is after post Revenge of the Sith. Oh, okay. I'm okay with it. Whatever. So it's it's this is a this is a Ronin Kenobi. Oh, all right. I'm down for. I mean, I'm, I'm open we'll probably, to about anything. We'll probably we'll probably know more about when he you know his time with. We'll probably or maybe we'll find out about his uh, time with uh, what's her name, the lady who was the leader of uh, the um, the Mandalorians. Maybe we'll find out about her. You know what I mean? Like who knows? Because I think supposedly. What's her name is in well she's in no Katie Sackoff who plays the character in uh in Clone Wars she's in supposedly quote unquote rumors that she's in Mando season two so mm. like the girl who was supposedly had the dark saber goody in Clone Wars in Rebels yeah yeah, yeah. she's in Mandalorian season two and, and I guess Katie Sackoff f- is playing her Katie Sackoff is playing her because she's the voice her voice is the no, one that's true it's true it's true it's true character in Rebels. So, yep. yep. So she's supposedly in season two I as love the same Katie character. Sackhoff also. She is awesome. Um, American National Treasure. Sci-fi National Treasure. <laughs> we have so, so many. We have so many. I mean, it's who's to say? Who's to say? But but yeah, so I mean that's that's the scuttlebutt on that. Um but I mean other than that, man, I mean there's there's not really that much that I could that I found as far as that was that that tickled my fancy, as they say. But uh but yeah, dude. Um, so you guys ready for a, uh, refill little bio break there? Yeah, I'm good. Let's do it. All right. So you guys ready? Okay. So, um, as always, it's time for a refill. Gonna go, gonna tell, you know, as Goody says, gonna leak the lizard, or as I say, gonna talk to, uh, you know, talk to a man about a dog. So, um, I actually prefer the expression, as I said last time, shake the dew off the lily. Ooh, it's so aristocratic and bougie. Oh my gosh! I mean, you can You're drop so- a stink pickle. You can put the kids into the pool. You can you can pinch, pinch a loaf. I'm pinching. I'm about to say, I, I, the first time I heard that one was on Reservoir Dogs. I'm gonna drop. <laughs> I'm dropping some drown. Dropping some brownies. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go drop some kids off at the pool. Pickle. I need a stink. Pickle. <laughs> I've never heard of a stink pickle, but hey, that's not me. It's just you, bro. No, I just shake with you a little because I am aristocratic. Or bougie, as they say. All right, motor boys. Everybody. All right, so, yeah, we're out. All right, so we'll be back in a few, guys. Enjoy yourself. We'll see you in a minute. back everyone had a good time they enjoyed their bio break you guys had fun yay yeah i got a refill refill speaking of refill speaking of refill the fact check department advised that we did not do our drinks today Uh uh-oh no fact check says uh give us our drinks give us your drinks (laughs) okay all right all right what do you got 
Um, me tonight, I actually went twice. I had two different drinks. I actually killed a bottle of uh, my Flo de Caña four year um, in the previous drink because I'm on my before the refill, and then after the refill, I went back to my uh, Bacardi Black, which will more than likely be killed next week when we're in Sanibel. So, boom, Bacardi Black and Flo de Caña with Coke Zero. Goody, where are you at? Uh, I'm actually drinking some bourbon on the rocks uh, tonight. This is actually my my third, actually. Um, this is what I'm drinking tonight is a Woodford Reserve bourbon, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey distillers select. Good times, Woodford Reserve. Nice, nice. And uh, Derek, what, what are you partaking? What libations are you partaking of this evening? Gather round, motor boys. I'm going to tell you a story. Motor boys. <laughs> motor boys. Okay, so um, I was traveling last week. I didn't get any time to go and pick up my normal, you know, six pack of whatever choice I want to drink or whatever. And often we make jokes. It might contain something like a Smirnoff or a uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade or something like that. Zima, Zima, Never a Zima, but quite close. Um, and so I was kind of left with the stuff that I had on hand. And I was like, well, I'm not about to do this while I'm drinking. So um, what do I have? And and has anyone ever heard of uh, Truly? Truly? Anyone? Anyone? Never I heard have, of that. I, I have heard of Truly, but okay. continue. Um, it's a terrible drink. I tried it before we started recording. It is a alcoholic flavored seltzer water. For those folks... It's like White Claw. It's like White Claw. Uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Same thing, right? Um, for those folks like my wife who are, you know, not particularly interested in all the sugar and the carbs that come in some of the best of our liquors, right? Um, I don't know how the hell she drinks that garbage. It was the worst thing I've ever put in my face. So um, I found that I had some Coke Zero and mango vodka, and that's what I'm drinking. <laughs> What the fuck is that? Oh, wait, I'm, wait, 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 wait. So you had Coke Zero, Mango Vodka, which I have no idea what that even is. I mean, besides the words you used, Mango Vodka. <laughs> and and Truly? No, I think he drank I left the Truly out. The Truly I tried because it was like, in itself, its own prepared alcoholic beverage. Basically, was terrible. Basically, I basically, like basically, I think he says that truly tastes like fizzy ass water. Oh, okay. Like they got some truly, they got some fizzy water and poured it down and then like then collected the remains and that was yes, there. They, they, they poured it down through the, through the, through the ass crack of an old Slavic lady. Oh well, my I mean, gosh. You have me. Okay, dude. All right. All right, so let, let's rewind. That hasn't, that hasn't, so that, that, mango, that, wait, that, no, that, I'm intrigued. The previous, the, the, well, previous day, the previous day was her, ba- was, the previous day stop. was her bath day, her stop. weekly bath day. Okay, stop. so let's, let's, let's put that behind this because any old lady is just not enjoyable to pour seltzer water through. Um, come rivers, come oh, rivers. Oh my God. Anyway, moving on. I tried so the seltzer mango water. Mango vodka. Like, yeah. What is that? Where is that from? What are you even talking about? Mango vodka? Who makes that? What is that? Oh, God. I don't know. Hold on. Let me grab it. This is great. This is like... A mango... I miss like mango vodka? I mean, I've, I've heard of mango juice with vodka. We've had that in Sanibel. I mean, you guys have had that in Sanibel. I, I guess. Uh, well, yeah. You can put anything with juice and vodka, but like... Yeah, I'm just saying. I actually like, don't even... Maybe I'm just uncultured. Maybe I'm a caveman or something, but like I don't even think I've ever had... 
any kind of flavor infused vodka in my life. Come to think of it. Yeah. No, I've no, had never. Flavored, I mean, I've had flavor infused Bacardi. Right. Oh yeah. Rums and stuff, but never a vodka. I'm like back Bacardi, here. Bacardi Raz. That was always fun. That was oh, always Bacardi fun. Limon. That was fun. You put a little Sprite in Bacardi Limon. You have yourself an Fantastic. alegria. Get a little, get a little we Bacardi. Called it back when we were little, in college. Little, little Bacardi Raz and Sprite. And you got yourself a little, uh, you know, a little spritzer there. It was good. Little Bacardi. I lost my train of thought. So mango vodka. Go ahead, there. Dude, mango Go ahead. vodka. I got it here. Okay. So knock yourself out. First, I was slightly wrong. It is, uh, mango pineapple vodka. And it is from somewhere in Sweden. Uh, Svedka? I've never heard oh, of it. Oh, yeah, Svedka. Okay, it's I see the, that. It's the Swedes. Ooh. Oh, wow. All right. Well, they're offended now. <laughs> well, well oh, yo, oh, you guys don't see this, but speaking of which, speaking of other countries, do you know, you guys don't know this, but I wanted to just announce it on the, on the, uh, on the podcast today. On the we radio? Have, on the radio, yes. <laughs> on the radio, on the radio. We, I wanted to announce that we have listeners in other countries. We have, Where? I don't know who they are. I don't know who they are, but according to our podcasting hosting platform, we have listeners in, uh, the UK. And uh, the Ukraine. Hey, so, folks! Welcome. There we are. Welcome. welcome, 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 everyone. Enjoy, enjoy our conversation about uh, Svedka vodka, uh, well, mango, okay. pineapple. Well, all right. If if um, there are folks out there outside of the U.S. that watch the show, listen to the show. My God. Um, listen. Oh yes, we're to. Who who knows? We may do a beta. Oh, the video. Here we no, go. No. Is that going to happen? No. no that. Not happen. Anyway, um, and you got a drink suggestion. If I can get it in the U.S., I'd have, be happy to try it because... Oh, me too. For sure. For real. Definitely, dude. Definitely. And just a heads up, I don't care about my liver. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> Sky's the I limit. Mean, I mean, we could always get a transplant either way. That's working. Oh, my God. Liver be yeah, damned. Well, we will make another episode. I mean, people are... Probably more people, more people are in line for it. So possibly, yeah. But no, not possibly. You know, like, yes. I mean, tomato, tomato. I mean, well, it is. To the it's point. not the same kind of idea. Three minutes. I'm drinking <laughs> Coke Zero with pineapple mango vodka. Okay, that that's is. What I'll I'm, be honest I, with you. That's, well, that's was, quite a mix. I, I did not even think they made flavor infused vodka. Well, I didn't know they. They never heard of a mango pineapple infused vodka. I've never had a flavor infused vodka. So that's a, actually. Maybe, like I said, maybe I'm uncultured. Maybe I'm a I'm some sort of sort of Neanderthal. But there it is, flavor infused vodka. New, to, new to me. I had no idea. Rum, the, sure, but the vodka. Real wow. question. The real question we need to ask is, what is your opinion of it, Derek? Because that seems like have you had it straight or on the rocks? What is what's your feel? Well, how do you feel about it? Okay. No, what, um, how does it feel? How do you feel having it with? Give Coke us the review. Zero? Okay, so there's a couple of things going on here. First. I've had the mango pineapple vodka straight as a shot. It's, it's, it's all right. I mean, it's just a flavored vodka. It, it's good. Whatever. I mean, it's good. No, it's better than straight vodka, like just plain old whatever. Um, the Coke Zero was in a two liter and it's practically flat. So, I mean, I guess that's not really giving it a fair shot. It's, it's passable. I mean, I will say as an up, as an up note, um, anyone who listens to next our next episode, I have a very choice uh, beverage being shipped in, and I'm excited to talk about it. But when it's here, but it should be here before our next recording, I will tell you all about it. 
Oh, that I in the, that in, that in the uh, in the uh, in the radio industry is called a teaser, my friends. Teaser. Or in life industry, because everyone uses yeah. that expression now. <laughs> but uh, all I can tell you is that I'm 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 in suspense. I'm excited. I, I mean, I'm literally parts sitting at me, the edge of my bed. I'm, I, I mean, par- honestly, at the edge of my bed. Parts uh, of me are are tickled and are are just kind of like are almost. I would say fizzing is the sensation I'm feeling in anticipation. Hmm. Goody, what parts? My okay. eyes. No. Yay. My eyelids. <laughs> so, uh, is I, I, that I, weird? I think you guys already have. Maybe. I'll, I'll Maybe talk about bit. it next week, but you, you guys, you guys enjoy enough, uh, you know, exotic liquors. You probably already heard of this one, but it's that's new fine, to me. dude. It's all good. And that, hey, bro. Hey, and that's, and that, you know, you know, at some point you have to be some kind of virgin on something. It's all well, good. Well, you know, bro. I mean, the only, uh, the only vodkas I ever have are like Belvedere or Grey Goose. So, uh, or Tito's I mean, you, or you Tito's. Can, you, no. You don't have Tito's goodie? What I'm are you saying? That's the only one I drink. Belvedere <laughs> and Goose are really expensive and unnecessarily expensive, I feel like. I mean, that's my so, controversial have you, have stance. You, I'm going to take out. I love Tito's. That's what I take. Have you, my, have you, vodka sworn choice. Off- have you sworn off uh smir- sworn off Smirnoff? Or I, I've actually or never had Smirnoff. What's the other Smirnoff? one, the other one Smirnoff. called? Stanislaska or what ne- the hell's called? Sobieski? Maybe that Lily Sobieski, the actress? Well, but there was also I think there's a there's a vodka brand named Sobieski. There's possibly a vodka. We're gonna have brand to edit name. all of this out. <laughs> no, get it posed. Actually the point is I've never been a big vodka drinker, but when I started drinking vodka, it was always Tito's, which is relatively new. Vodka was never my thing. I mean I was never into absolute. I was never yeah. into yeah, me neither. actually I had a Russian standard, was literally what it's called, and oh. nope. Nope. <laughs> well the one that no. I've got coming is is a whiskey. So, oh, branching Goody. out a little bit. Goody's very excited. Now, now you really piqued Goody's interest. Excuse me? It's whiskey. You're going to have a what now? He's going to have a whiskey. A whiskey? Yeah. A whi- Is it a bourbon? Is it a bourbon whiskey? Is it bourbon? <laughs> Is it bourbon? Balls. Oh, my God. Can we please move on? All right. Okay. Before we move on, there we go, Goody. ASMR. Before we move on to the the motion picture, I want to actually tell you guys one thing that I saw, and I and it's it's not a really a a, 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 like like a a story or thing. It's just something that I saw like on a video that was out of control. Did you guys see the video of that every Star Wars movie has the wrong title in the song? Yes, I did. Never heard of it. Fantastic. Did you see this? Okay, you didn't see this. Okay, okay, okay. So every movie, apparently, according to this TikTok guy, it's 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 TikTok. Uh, it's every movie in the Skywalker saga, not including Rogue One and Solo. Okay, is um, all nine episodes has the wrong title. So okay, I'm gonna run it through real quick. Okay, so episode one. Just I'm not gonna say the real. I'm not gonna say the the actual title that came out in the theaters. I'm just gonna give you what he's. This guy says what it should have been called. What it should have been called. And it's perfect, dude. Perfect. Okay, so episode one is called, should have been called, The Rise of Skywalker. Yep. Makes perfect sense. Anakin's discovered. Exactly. Episode two should have been called, instead of Clone Wars, should have been Revenge, should have been um, uh, Revenge of the Sith. That's what it should have been called. Because the Sith rise up. Okay. All right. Episode three... Should have been called because of X because of Order sixty six. Should have been called the Attack of the Clones. Hmm. Mm, all right. Yeah. You see. Episode, you see the trend here. You see what's happening. Good. So episode four should have been called because of the stuff that happens in the movie. Should have been called Return of the Jedi. 
because Obi-Wan and everything with Luke. Yep, the Jedis were gone, and then they came back. They came back. Okay, episode five should have been called The Force Awakens, because now Luke and Leia both are finding their Force powers. Mm Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying, Goody? You following? What do you think so far? Wait, Luke and Leia? No, 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 Leia, Leia, Leia starts... Leia starts having the abilities. And she starts kind of feeling things. No, no. Yes, yes. I don't yes, buy that. So, I don't buy it. So, so Either Leia, way, that's the one I don't buy. In the expanded universe, right? No, no, There's no, no expanded no. universe. That's Leia all legends. Also, Leia, 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 Leia also became aware of her force abilities. But no, I, I, she became aware in yes. episode five. What part of it? When she goes, oh, my mom... I, I remember vaguely. Probably like two, sen- for, no, for, like when, two seconds. When, she senses Luke somewhere out there. Yes, exactly. When yeah, she, when uh, Luke, no. Yeah, that was kind of weak. That one's kind of weak. But the rest have been great. Spot on. That one, I don't know if I buy it. But it works. It works. Uh, not to me. Okay, well, you suck ass. Anyways. All right. Um, all right. All right. <laughs> all right. Episode six, okay, which was, of course, previously Goody, one of Goody's favorites is, of course, Return of the Jedi, is now called, should have been called The Last Jedi. Because Yoda died, so that made Luke the last Jedi. All right. All right. Okay. I'll see that. Episode 7, because of the rise of the First Order, should have been called The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. 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 Episode right. 8, because Rey is, of course, the hope of the Resistance, should have been called A New, A New hope. hope. Okay. And Episode 9... Because of Palpatine and he being in the backgrounds the entire time, should have been called the Phantom Menace. Boom! Those actually are pretty good. Yeah. All right. Overall, out of out of nine of them, eight of them are pretty good for me. Yeah. All right. I'll buy it. It was. I mean, I'll buy that for a dollar. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, I don't think you had, I don't know if you had seen it. And I wanted to send it to you the other day, Goody. And I was like, no, 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 I want to save it. I want to save it for the for the podcast because it was it. just, it was so fantastic. It was amazing. I, I thought it was it. I so it. fucking good. Because Overall, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, agree. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, I, I mean, I think honestly, in my opinion, I think he's right. I mean, I think those are all, it's, it, those are better names than the original movie's names were at all. You know what I mean? So. But that's just me. Well, they're the same name. You just change the configuration of them. But it works, which is strange. Oh, no, I agree. I, I agree. I agree. It's a hundred. It's it's so weird that it works. You know what I mean? So, but in any case, so um, onto the onto the uh, job at hand, as they say, the job at hand. I like the hand rubbing sound we've got. We like yeah. <laughs> yeah. the yeah. mic for all you ASMR freaks. There you go. Oh um, man. <laughs> <laughs> offend everyone. That's gonna be why not next, try. Let's that's the do next it. name on merch. Offend <laughs> hashtag offend everyone. Hashtag offend hashtag rub hands. Anyways, um so I don't know if I want to um, make that. We might get that's some actually, That's not very COVID friendly, that one. I th- well hashtag wash hands. Bueno, that's different. All right. Go ahead. Anyways, all right. So um as everyone knows, this week's episode is of course the mid-90s Poly Shore vehicle known as In the Army now. Um, it was a motion picture that came out in 94. It's actually, uh, you know, strangely enough, which I was surprised. Well, actually, I'm not surprised. I was surprised that it was PG. I thought it was PG-13, but it's PG. It's Pauly Shore's only PG movie ever in his entire career. It's his only PG movie. And it came out through Hollywood Pictures, which was, 
you know, Disney's vehicle for their studio for, uh, their distribution studio for anything that wasn't Disney related. But it was a PG movie that he did, which was strange. Um, and it came out in 94. It was directed by a guy named Daniel Petrie, who he had a couple things, but his, his biggest motion pictures were, um, what's it called? Uh, he wrote Beverly Hills Cop. Which is a good throwback to one of our episodes, previous yeah. episode, episode two, Beverly sure. Hills Cop. He wrote Beverly Hills Cop and two and three were, of course, based on his screenplay, his characters. Um, he, uh, wrote and directed, um, Turner and Hooch. And he wrote and directed, uh, Toy Soldiers, the, uh, Sean Astin motion picture. Yep. Sean Astin, yep, yep. Will Wheaton, uh, uh, Patrick Stewart, the great Patrick Stewart, all three of them, national treasures. Well, I mean, for their respective states, I guess. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. I, I, I have to. Fit, I, Sean Astin is my is my national treasure for the state of Oregon because of the Goonies. No, I meant like uh, countries, <laughs> states. I don't mean like. Oh my God, states of the it, union. Is, is, Sean, is Sean Astin nice and easy Canadian? Is he American? No. Well, Patrick Stewart is not American. You said Patrick Stewart, but he's still a national treasure. That's why I said for their respective states. <laughs> okay. All right, moving states, on further. Anyways, oh <laughs> anyways, but uh, Philistines, all of you, <laughs> don't you, oh don't, you don't you just don't you just love our bickering? It's amazing. I love you, Goody. Okay, I love you. on to the movie. I love you. Anyways, okay, so so for all intents and purposes, who wants to go ahead and give Derek? Because Derek, this is your movie. You, this is your movie, bro. Roll with you it, give, bro. You give us the synopsis, baby. Go with okay. it. Rock it out. So, so give, don't, don't, please do not. Fall into the Akira effect. <laughs> no. I, 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 have, I have an answer for you, Goody. Fuck you. Okay. So, the movie. I think is, college. It's about... Uh, so, so Polly Shore plays this character called Bones Conway. And uh, Andy Dick is also his, like... I don't know. His best friend is right-hand man, whatever. Two doofuses that are just slacking in every way possible. Um, they come up with a brilliant plan to sign up for the army reserves because they get paid money and only have to donate. They have to do only a handful of weeks of training and only one weekend a month. They have to go and do something. So there's basically going to, in their mind, they're going to get paid to do nothing. Right. And so it's their genius plan to get to the point that they want to go and open their own electronic store. Well, they do this and a war breaks out with Libya. So, or is it Le- Lebanon? Where is it? It's Libya. It's okay, Libya. 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 Um, but they're, but they're in Chad. They're in Chad. And, and well, so they sign up, they finish training and they're literally celebrating finishing boot camp. And they get a call to go and be deployed into a war and fight these two dumbasses and it's about their adventures through enduring war being dumbasses you know being sitting right alongside like some of the most um you know skilled and very reserved uh like special forces types and you know their interactions with all these folks and how they can hopefully save the day that's the idea how long did that take me like two minutes three minutes (sighs) too long (laughs) <laughs> it's too long. Sorry. No, no. It was a, no, you're right. I mean, basically the movie is that in a nutshell. I mean, these guys are essentially, I mean, I guess this, I mean, this movie is so nineties in every aspect of the word because they're wearing grunge attire. They're, I oh, mean, Oh God, I was going to bring that up. 
I mean, it's the I mean, it's sequence. So- Everyone is wearing baggy plaid shirts around their shoulders, <laughs> yes. around their waist. Right? Yes. It is so yes. grunge. It is ridiculous. They're wearing they're wearing they're wearing hockey short hockey shirts, hockey jerseys with baggy shorts and uh, and Doc Martens. I mean, Which is funny all- because like you you mean it's, it's it kind of reminds me of uh well what famous director who I I adore but is clearly also a kind of artifact, not an artifact, but indicative of the time, his movie work. Hockey Kevin jerseys. Smith? Huh? Coffee, Kevin Smith? Kevin Smith? Yes. Indeed. Yeah. Exactly that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's that whole Gen X thing, right? Yeah, but I mm-hmm. like Kevin Smith. <laughs> well, no, and I do, t- I, I do too, but, but it's that look, right? I remember that look. I mean, for me, I, I mean, I was in high school so much when that was going on so much, but I remember that in... I remember that in uh in high in early high school and, and and middle school. Derek, remember that when you were in elementary, right? Elementary was that what for you? Elementary. <laughs> you do, sir. When you were when you were in K four. I, I, I think he didn't really watch Airheads with uh, Adam Sandler until about two thousand two. That was already like six years after the movie came out. Derek, Go do ahead. you remember when you used to have to rent movies from stores like Blockbuster? Like, I don't think so. Actually, you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, Sorry. but anyways, no, but, but I mean, I mean, no, yeah. I mean, the movie was just movie's so mid nineties, Disney. It's insane. I mean, it's just, there's so many things. I mean, all, I mean, everyone's got like the women have, you know, the cutoff shirts with the, with the baggy Wait, shorts. That's mid nineties Disney for you. Yes. <laughs> mid nineties Disney is not cutoff shirts. Just to clarify, this is a Hollywood Pictures vehicle, but yes, it's under well, Disney's it's label. Disney. It's, Di- yes, it's, it's Disney. Yes, it's Disney. But Disney would have multiple different kind of companies and labels it's, it's when they want to produce. It's one of Vista Pictures. That's what it is, Goody. Well, I remember seeing Hollywood Pictures on it. I understand I, that. I guess the point is that like it's like when they want to make a di- movie and it's under Disney, but it's not directly linked to Disney, they would kind of like farm it off to these other studios up there. It's like Touchstone, yeah, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And Hollywood and others. No, I mean, I mean, it wasn't really a farm off. They just, they just send them there because they couldn't produce him. You know what I mean? Like they, or they wanted something a little racier than just like G or PG. Theoretically, yeah, exactly, maybe. exactly. But I mean, this movie was PG, which was strange enough. I was like, this movie was pretty non-racy as it is. I mean, there was a few things here and there, but nothing out of this world, which I thought was kind of crazy that it was even not even set up. But I was just okay. But either way, what I was, what I, what I got, what I thought was funny was was the uh, the people in the movie. I mean it had so many people. I'm like, who the hell where did these people come from? Like it had Lori Petty. I mean it had uh David Allen Greer. David Allen Greer, yeah. It had Isai Morales. Yep. It had Babe Ruth from Sandlot. It had um it, it, actor's name is anybody Arnold else notice that his his uh girlfriend before he ships off looks a hell of a lot like Sama Hayek. Well, it, I've seen that girl before. That girl's been in other things, but I mean, I always thought that she looked. It was an Italian actress that I always thought she looked like kind of, kind of like a younger version of um, what's her name, um, Valeria Gugino, whatever her name is. Um, that the chick from Big Top Pee Wee. But that's just me. Wow. Wait. So, so the girl who actually was in the movie, yeah, Valeria Golino, Valeria Golino. That's her name. Sorry. Oh, okay. I thought you were just messing up the actual actress's name, which is no, no, Fabiana no, no. Ud- it was an, it was another Italian lady. That lady's name was Fabia Fabiana Odenio. I just looked it up in 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 uh, in IMDb, but she's in like God, she's in so many things. I'm trying to think where she was in the '90s, but she's been in so much shit. But go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, I just oh, she was, it was even, she was even she was even in Wings. She was even in Wings with Antonio oh. Scarpacci. Sorry, oh, there you go. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Well, honestly, dude, whenever I see her, I, I didn't think of her as like, like as like uh, looking like the actress from um, from Big Top because she doesn't. I mean, at all, at all. But I always remember her as she was in Babylon Five. She was. What was she, she in Babylon Five? She was. Um, she oh, was Molari's uh, love Ambassador, interest. Ambassador Molari. From the Centauri Republic. Centauri Republic. Sorry. But she. But no, she was. She was love. She was actually the character. If you watch that show, she's the character that like. You know, because Malari has all these different wives, and they, they, obviously polygamy is a thing they they allow in their culture. But um, but she looks like she's like the real love of his life, at least at that point. Like he's true. The character who is always kind of played off as a sort of like a kind of like a you know a you know a womanizer type character, but like that character she played in the show of Babylon Five was one that he was truly in love with her. So yes. it was. And that, and that's actually, I will always, when I saw her, I will always see her as, oh, I remember her from Babylon 5. Nothing else. And, and, and if she hears this, I'm sorry if there's other things you're in. Um, but Babylon 5 is that role that's always been like in my mind that she is, I'm always going to associate with her. So there it is. You, know, you mentioned Babylon 5 and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I always, I'm always depressed whenever I see Babylon 5 because I can never really watch it because I'm, it's so sad how many of the main characters, the actors have passed away. That just makes yes. me so sad. You're right. I mean, it just, uh-huh. it, it makes anyways, but cause, cause of, cause of Vier Koto, you know, that's, that's the one that I really miss so much is Vier Koto and Jakar. Sorry. Oh my gosh. All right. Rabbit hole. Let's come back. <laughs> Sorry. No. Okay. But I mean, but yeah, the, uh, the motion picture. Yeah. I mean, there were, there was a, there was a lot of people in the movie coming back to it. I mean, it was just funny. And the guy who was the recruiter, he was in, Transform in all the Transformers movies as some like general that showed up all the time. Yep. Oh, he's always like that, like that, that quintessential like we need army someone guy. in the army. Play him, yeah, yeah. I think uh, there it is. If, yeah. they, if they can't get a hold of Dale Die, it's that guy. Yeah, he's always some random military guy, and he he always has that exact voice for it. And, so, but yeah. in this one, he had hair. Well, yeah. <laughs> and he's noticeably you see him. He's I mean, it's nineteen ninety four, so it's. A long time ago, well over actually, it's almost thirty years ago. Yeah, closer to thirty than twenty. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he is noticeably so much younger than I've ever seen him. Yes. That I remember he's ever seeing hair. him in my life. He's, he's got hair, and it's red, red hair. It's like super red hair. So did so. did anybody? Were there any aspects of the movie that maybe were hilarious in their time? But they didn't. The joke didn't age as well. Oh man, there's there's a lot. <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah. I, there, there was a couple. I, I won't give you. Sp- okay, like whenever he would mention, like, and it's so funny because it may be things that could still be funny, but no one wants to put it in a movie. But when he talks about, like, I think later on in the film, when he says, "Oh, uh, you can have this radio and it'll play this music," and he like, imitates like the music of the. Middle Eastern, you know, yes. generic Middle Eastern sounding culture yes. that he does. Like, that's not going to fly now. It's a very dated joke. Like, you see, these jokes are very, very dated. I mean, yeah, yeah. Didn't before, but, but it's like, oh, like, I see it. And I'm like, oh, all right. That's not going to fly today. And then, of course, then he talks, then he, uh, whatever he, when he was, when he was trading the stuff 
to the uh, to the nomadic uh, yep. people to get the camel. To get the camel, and he was talking about uh, you, you get you get Baba Ganoush time or whatever it was. It's just like oh, so oh yeah, that's not gonna work, dude. So oh. no one's gonna it's bring an eggplant up. based dish. So yes, yes, I don't know how that even fact. works with that expression. I don't know. Just, we're just throwing the terms out there is what they were doing. And I then think. He, and he kept talking about like kebabs. And I mean, it was just not. It was so, not PC. So Nowadays, no one, it would not work. No one's gonna bring up the part where they try to get out of being deployed. By being gay, and they oh, yes. to kiss each other. Yes, that yes. part. I forgot about that part. You're I, right. When I, I didn't forget that. about it. I was. I didn't even think about not bringing it up. I was like, yeah, this is coming up. Here goes. Drop his bomb. Oh no, Derek is going to the bomb for us. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Derek. But yeah, it's your movie. It's your movie, Derek. The whole, so the we whole have to like, let you go ahead let's get out of being one. in the army or going to a combat zone by acting gay as our thing. I so, was like, yeah. I was like, oh. That, yeah, that would never fly this. <laughs> oh, especially because like that policy's changed now, so all of those course. policies are different. But it's of like course. it's funny how like you think it's like it's it's just another indication of how that movie is an artifact of this time, where it's like they can't throw that into a plot line because a yeah. it's not very it's very insensitive, but also b it doesn't matter anymore. So it's like wow, all right, there it is. Well, and, and I mean, in that same vein, the Lori Petty, the girl who plays Christine. She says uh, the reason that she joined. So, so we haven't talked about this yet, but Polly Shore, whenever yeah, they join the army, they think that the most easy job that is never going to get them deployed, that is, you know, simple and they can even relax if they ever had to do this job is, you know, purification, water purification, water, right? So that they can, yeah. you know, use water for things and, you know, people need water. So she says, well, I joined this outfit to be a water person because I know the war in Chad is about to go off and it's in the middle of a desert. So we're sure to get deployed and they wouldn't what? let her be deployed as a woman. Well, I mean, good. Okay. So good. Oh, because studied, of the rule against women yes. being in, um, the combat, front, like, combat, in combat, roles. In combat. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, uh, so goody, goody has a degree. I'm, I'm a minor in military history. It's exclusively Chinese military history. Uh, actually not even it's a medieval, <laughs> medieval European history is actually. What it is. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The other so, side of the continent. Uh, okay, but either way, but Goody has a degree in in, in European history, uh, you know. But he's more into the military side of the aspect, and of course, in regards to the military, what do they need? What do they need? They need to have water. That's the biggest thing is that they need yeah. they need water to continue on their daily lives. Well, yeah, they're basic, you know, whatever their rations basic are going to be. But they're, I mean, obviously, because they're biological beings. Exactly. Once we get to the point of like robotic but beings, I'm and saying drones, it's funny. Only. It's funny that they that they chose that in the movie, considering that that's probably the most important thing of a of a deployed army is clean water. When they're talking about how it's the easiest thing and they'll never see combat. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, because you're gonna if you're if you're in if you're handling the water for a deployed army, you're going to the front lines, which is hilarious to me that well, they actually use that. Perpetuates that stupidity that Paul's yes. character has of like, exactly. I'm gonna find a way to do no work and get paid for it, and then let's do that to the nth degree and be exactly. water, water purification, right? And you know, what's funny is that I read, I was reading some of the stuff on IMDb. I don't know if you guys did at all, but. But I mean, during the Gulf War, the first Gulf War, the, the group that had the largest casualties was the division, the water purification division. There was an attack that happened and they lost 81%, either lost or injured 81% of their crew mm, during the Gulf War. 
You know what I mean? Like, cause it was, it, it, it's, it, it's, they're like the most, they're like the most important group. I mean, if you don't have water, your, your army dies. I mean, that's like just, it's just as important as anything else. I wonder why then, like, cause this movie came out in 94, the Gulf War ended in 91. Mm-hmm. I wonder why that wasn't. Maybe maybe everybody forgot about it. Nobody cared anymore. Or I mean, well, who's to well, say when they filmed the movie too? The movie could have been filmed in ninety two, ninety three. Well, well, not even that. But like, there was no internet really, so like yeah. people aren't going to go looking into those facts. Like those facts are not so. E- those facts were not easily attainable in nineteen ninety four as they are today. Yeah, I mean, you're, I not going, you're, you're not going to your library and, and popping up, you know, pop, popping open a, a world book encyclopedia. Oh, why are we watching this movie when the, the uh, war happened uh, three years ago? Hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's it's a matter of information accessibility. You know, you know, Bebo looks it up uh, online, Googles it, and then, then they give him that stat. But, like, that didn't exist in 94. I mean, I didn't have a encyclopedia on a CD-ROM. There it is. The Comptons until what nineteen <laughs> before uh, we go down ninety five. I remember yeah, not about having 95. Google. Don't worry. Well, yeah, you remember not having the internet? Yes, I do. Serious question? <laughs> you do? I don't think you do. I, don't think, I think you're do. projecting. I think you're projecting. I, yeah. You just want to be cool like us. Because you know, because you know, witnesses are not very uh, are not very um, you know reliable. The the point is, when the movie comes out, no one has a smartphone. No one has instant access to information that we do now so like no one's gonna go look up that up and say oh wait a second though but the water you know purification had the huge ca-. no they don't have that there's not that kind of instant information yeah. back in 1994 yeah so, so i mean i mean it's one of those yeah. things that i just thought was funny when i was reading the trivia i was like wow that, that's hilarious and the other part of i mean i mean the motion picture i mean i don't know if you, you want which to makes me talking. wonder if the directors and the writers were privy to that information and they decided let's throw it in there and then maybe someday will someone will figure it out well no. it's the same same people who said you know if you're listening to this in the future by 900 years then we're gonna caveat it here right yeah maybe <laughs> maybe exactly. asterisk applied did you guys but, think anything like any particular characters were just really well written and i there were some that just kind of stood out to me that were just perfect fits for the story i mean i thought in regards to the characters themselves i mean andy dick is always fantastic i, I mean i've never really had a problem with andy dick and of course Polly shore was is is you know, he's being national himself. treasure, national treasure, you know, national nineties treasure, uh, Polly Shore, but, um, you know, he's still but, doing new stuff, right? Oh, I know he has, he has like a radio show and he does like internet stuff. And, and, Have you and he, owns, he, watched, he owns, uh, he owns, he owns a comedy club. His family owns a comedy club out in LA. Well, yeah, they own the comedy store. It's like where everybody got their store startup. Yeah, exactly. So he, so he, he still runs it. They still run it. So Did, have um, you seen uh tacos con todo? No, that is that on Netflix. It's a YouTube series from the same people who do First We Feast or the Hot Ones, you know, um, where they do the, the spicy wings and all that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the interviews, oh. the spicy wings is like it gets progressively hotter as they people. Yes. Yeah, so I love those. Those are all done by First We Feast. It's like an overarching company or whatever. They did one called Tacos Con Todo, and they tour the country. I think seeing like eating the most authentic versions of tacos that are available in america right it's it's a great and and polly shore is a ride-along celebrity for one of the episodes it's it's great he he, he's still totally hilarious dude you know he's dude look i ain't gonna lie 
Polly Shore and his stand-ups is fucking great. He's so funny and he's so like, it's so underrated how funny he is. And it, and no one really, I mean, he, he did well in the nineties, but still going on. He's still funny, dude. I can't, you know, I can't say enough how good he is, but, but another good show that me, my, me and the wife have been watching is on Hulu. It's a uh, taste the nation with a uh, lock me, uh, uh, Padme Lakshmi. Hmm. Okay. It's probably sure in that. No, he's not, but the, the waste of time. <laughs> but you're talking about food. <laughs> but but the, she goes to different areas of the country to talk about what's like American food, and it's it's really good. And they talk about uh, uh, the border food. Could talk about tacos and stuff like that. It's really good. Watch that. Anyway, that's not my top shot, but it was. It's a good cooking show. It's on Hulu. Uh, taste and taste taste the nation. So it's wait, probably sure in that. No, he's not. Don't waste my time. So <laughs> Padme Lakshmi's in it, and she's worth it. I thought that Sergeant Ladd who was the drill sergeant female who was like trying to get him through boot camp to get his shit together. Will Absolutely Will hilarious. She was great. She was great. And that scene with the grenade. Perfect. Pull the pin. Throw the grenade. She says it like three times and he still fucks yes. it up. <laughs> yes. Drop the pin, throw the grenade. Drop the pin. And then he still throw the grenade. It up. Drop the pin. Now pull the pin, count to three, throw the grenade. Drop the pin, count to three, throw the grenade. He's like, okay. And he repeats it back to her, and he pulls the pin, throws the pin, counts to three. <laughs> yeah. It was – it that, that great. was a perfect – perfectly – in my eyes, that was a perfectly written character. And I mean – and and I mean the scene with – um, I mean, Goody, I'm taking up all the – Goody, you talk because I'm talking. What What do you want me to even – No, I don't go ahead, dude. You have an opinion. <laughs> So, yeah, seriously, have an opinion. Please, um, like, 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 this movie's shite. I don't want to talk about it. So. I, well, I mean, um, <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> and I've been thinking about it because I watched the movie when we first announced it, and I'm like, all right. And then I watched the movie again last night. So I've seen it twice, which means that's three times in my life I've seen this film because I first, <laughs> I first saw this film when it came out in theaters. Oh, right? I know you said that. Go way back in 1994. Um, I was all of, uh, 13. 14? Years old. 14 years old? Well, thir- you know, 13 years old. Did you have uh, a girlfriend back then, Goody? Uh, actually, I had to look at the month of the, of the year. Did your balls drop? Oh my god. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> wow. All right. Um, actually, you know what? I'm gonna, uh, and did your did your did your, did your balls drop, Morty? Um, oh my god, <laughs> that's so gross! That's so gross. Thomas, you said you were gonna let him. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was it was so easy. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm two turvises in of my drink. So all right. Continue. So anyway, I was 13 years I'm old. Gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute myself right now. Sorry. All right. I was 13 years old when this movie came out. It's funny because I watched this movie back then. I watched it last night, and yeah, it had its moments, and I think I laughed a couple times. But, all right, here's the, the overarching feeling I have about this film. Um, we've talked a lot in this, in this series we've been doing and how much I love this series about the importance that many of these films have made in kind of like creating tropes, building tropes, where we try hard. <laughs> okay. Or, <laughs> oh, this or, is so good. This is so good. Keep going. Or how, how much like, like movies, like change the genre and force thing film to move forward or evolve it. Or like maybe like just last time, you know, hard boiled how, how that film like 
made people realize, wait a second, we can make an action film, but a different way, a kind of style. And I'm like, wow. And then I watched In the Army Now. Not just once, but twice. Twice. Um, and I'm like, I don't know what this movie brings to the table. <laughs> I mean, I, and here's the thing. I am very easy to please. I am very easy to entertain. Oh my God. Like it does not take much to make me entertained. For me oh to God. not enjoy a film on any level means that movie is so bad that it will force your brain to flatline and reboot and you will be a brand new person. Right? Oh my God, okay. So like, I, that's not the issue there. I, I was entertained. I enjoyed it. Everything Are you not entertained, Goody? Are you not entertained? Well, that's the problem. I was entertained, but and it did its job, I guess, of it being being a movie. And you know, there are people moving in film. There's sound. It must be a movie. Well, there's people oh. moving on film. There's sound. It's a movie. Like it meets the requirements <laughs> that was set back in the late 19th century, I guess. What well, the sound yeah. thing? So it's a talkie, right? So early 20th century. Like late 1920s, early 30s. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh it's a talk. Oh, my God. Look, here's the thing, dude. Look, honestly, okay, <laughs> just to wrap it all up, I <laughs> don't with know. A nice little bow, with a, bow. a nice little bow. Give um, it a bow, Goody. Give it a bow. See, Derek, I appreciate <laughs> everything for this film, but I honestly and wholeheartedly have no idea how this moved the medium forward in any way. So was entertained? Yes. Was it the worst I've ever seen? No. It actually goes to another film that I have not seen since I was very young. So maybe the movie is better if I saw it now. It's another movie. I'm not going to name what movie is, in my opinion, the worst movie I've ever seen. Just name it, Goody. Name it, please. No, I'm not going to drop that because I don't want to insult people's disabilities. I really want to know now. I want to know now. Oh, my God. Are you turgid? Are you pulsating? Are you stiff with anticipation? Yes, I am stiff, as a matter of fact. Actually, it's yes. tied between two films. What movies? Uh, it's either the sci-fi film Hardware, uh, <laughs> which God. I was never a fan of when I saw it, and I wasn't crazy oh, about it. It has a cameo by Iggy Pop, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's the other film that um, I have talked about with you, Bevel, for a long time. We saw it once in one of those kind of art house cinemas. Way back in the day. Oh yes, Irma Vep. Irma. Oh God, that's all. Look, it's just like Goody. That's there's movies. I mean, I'll watch anything. I will literally watch anything. I mean, I sat through Redneck Fucking Zombies for God's sake. No, we didn't. We turned that off early, bro. (laughs) No, we didn't. I finished it. I finished it. Oh, I didn't finish that movie. Oh no. Oh no. I finished it. And And I appreciate what Troma and the Tromaville Productions does and film for their thing to have their place but holy uh, wow wow there's irma vep that's in any way shape or form moves cinema along like it's worse than anything i've ever seen in my life but go ahead and i'm okay with movies about a movie that the plot is about making a movie which is what i think irma vep was doing yeah um no that's it i got for you no okay Okay. back Um, to the movie at hand in the army now 
I don't know how this moves cinema forward. I don't know. And, and then you go, well, it doesn't have to serve that purpose. Cool. Then every movie does. Um, but there are movies that don't do that, I guess, that are better. And, um, no. So, Goody, you know, Goody, you know, you know, just sorry, as an aside, I just looked up the Rotten Tomato score. Of I was about of, to say uh, the of, same thing. Of, of Irma Vep. You know what it is, Goody? What is it? And I'm, I'm literally, your head's going to explode. You're going to, you're going to yeah, walk away from the microphone right now. Go ahead. It's, the Rotten Tomato score, the critics, not the audience score, mind you, the critics Rotten Tomato score is 93%. Nope. <laughs> nope. I don't buy it. You know what? Rotten Tomatoes didn't exist back then. Uh, no, no, no. So, so. What's the, what's, what's the, what's the viewer score? The viewer score, the people. 71%. No, 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 you know what? I've never seen it. I've never seen hardware or the, the fact oh, that dude, I you don't okay, have to. Maybe, so bad. maybe it shows how so skewed bad. I am. But the fact that I enjoyed In the Army now more than hardware, but apparently hardware is the quote unquote better film. And here's the thing. Like it's funny, because uh because my wife watched the movie with me. She's seen the movie before, also a long time ago. She also saw it as well, but she'd never seen it. She hasn't seen it in a long time. She saw it with me just yesterday. And what the um, fuck are we watching? <laughs> Well, no, because she so always. That's what my wife said about hard. Well, work. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, Philistines, Philistines, all of you. <laughs> no, the point is this: that it's funny because we saw the rate because you know we saw the ratings flash really quickly about of uh, in the army now, and then how low the ratings were for in the army now, and she was like, "Oh, are we really going to watch this now?" <laughs> or or it was something like that, and I'm like, "Ah, uh, yeah, we are." I'm like, okay. Cause she's seen it before, but she had not seen it again. Also had not seen it in like, you know, 20 years. Well, yes, definitely more than a decade and a half was last time she saw it. So, but it was, um, oh. I don't know, man, Irma oh, Vep and hardware. I'm throwing those up. You know what? If the filmmakers, I don't know, man, I just, uh, I no. have, to, I have, to, I have to totally agree with you on that. I think it should be flip flopped. I think at least, I mean, I don't give. Look, I'm going to give you my rating later on for, for in the army now, but I, I, I <laughs> no, will tell I you, I enjoyed. I want it. No, 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 not yet. Not yet. We got to keep talking. I, I enjoyed, talk. I enjoyed in the army now far more than Irma Vep and I enjoyed it far more than uh, hardware. And here's the thing. Look, we were I appreciate we that were, you liked my movie more than your two worst movies ever. <laughs> well, here's the thing, because and here's the thing. I remember leaving the theater for Irma Vep, and it was me. I was young, definitely much younger. No, than dude. I, I okay, okay. Just to give you an, an idea, we were visiting my our aunt. Okay, so we, we were visiting our aunt in Boston. I was in ninth grade. Goody was in seventh grade. Okay. And we're visiting our aunt in Boston, and she and she was always big into art house, and, and that's kind of like where me and Goody kind of got into just watching those kinds of different movies, different independent movies, and she would show us different things, and and we and she took us to go see Irma Vet because someone told her that it was a good movie, so we went to go see this art house movie in in one of those art house cinemas, you know, and I'm sure people were looking around like thinking like, what the hell are these two kids here watching an art house movie for? But we walk out of the movie and. 
as soon as we got away from some of the quote unquote art house people, you know, like they were, you know, all these like art house cinema, you know, geeks that drink, you know, smoke cloth cigarettes and wear berets. Um, they, uh, she, she, we walk away. Shout out to folks who own berets out there. Yeah. Shout out to berets. <laughs> so, so except you French people, it works for you guys. Um, but you we, French people. Wow. All right, go, go ahead. All right. So we, we walk away. As soon as we have a good, we're at a good distance away from people like that, like art house people. She looks at us. She's like, so what did you guys think? And we looked at her and literally, and she, we had this kind of relationship with, we had this kind of relationship, man. We look at her like, that was total shit. I mean, we literally told her <laughs> horrible. And then, and mind, this is a ninth grader and a seventh grader. We, we really, we loved, Fucking God, we loved what's it called the 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 dog movie with the with the guy uh, um, Oliver and Company for God's sakes. And that's one of the worst Disney movies ever, and we loved Oliver and Company. You know, we we, we weren't we weren't really too high and mighty, and we sat through two hours of this movie. We were well, like, okay, what okay. The hell is this we movie? also loved Man Bites Dog. We did the Man Bites Dog. Man Bites Dog is actually a fantastic. Well, okay, movie. yeah, but you have to wait, do wait, 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 rewind. compare Oliver apples to apples. Company isn't good to you. Well, no, 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 no. no that's no, the no, point. No. You know, he's, 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 okay. You can't compare Irma Vep. It's not the same, even the same sort of but area I'm saying, like, as I'm saying, an animated film but with I mean, we Billy Joel. But the point I'm making is that like Mad Bites we Dog we really... is also a kind of art housey French yes. foreign film where it's like one of those like before there was Very Cloverfield, before there was Blair Witch. This was one of those movies where it was like shot from the perspective of, oh, it's a black and white foreign film. It's a French movie. Where it's sort of like a camera crew that's following around a day in the life of a serial murderer, right? That's his thing, and that's what Dude. the entire premise of it. it's a great film. It's we watched fantastic. it also when we were very young, yes. and we loved it. And Irma Vep was not that. Maybe I don't know Irma Vep. Maybe I maybe just, maybe maybe I don't maybe know. I need to revisit Irma Vep. <laughs> I don't think I, I want to revisit Irma Vep. Really. I don't, but maybe I should. Maybe <laughs> but, I should. But, okay. Now with my aristocratic sensibilities. For, for all intents purposes, you need to watch Man Bites Dog. Get it on the server, Derek. Get it on the server. It's I'll, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. I got to go and figure out how to get it. Anyway. I, um, it's, but either, yeah, it's that was a movie. We walked out of the movie. We were like, this was complete garbage. A ninth grader and a seventh grader telling a 30-year-old woman, why did you take us to see this piece of trash? Can we go see Austin Powers, please? You know, well, okay. <laughs> All right, and and okay. Normally, you wouldn't take the opinion of a ninth grader and a seventh grader. I get that, but she agreed um, with us. Well, no, but that's the thing is that like, like we weren't the only ones in the theater going, "What did we just watch?" <laughs> so I don't know. Um, there, maybe I'm remembering that wrong, but I remember seeing a lot of puzzled looks on people's faces yeah. when they finished. No, no, like, no. Huh, I remember right. it as well. I remember it as well. So, but that's not. Well, the movie we're talking about, we're talking about in the army now. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Again, it's my my whole One take again, on it is again. I don't know how this um, move. I no, <laughs> just no. Just no. I think you, I think you broke Goody there with this. No, movie. no, no. You didn't break me. You didn't break me. You broke me when you. Whatever. I'm not going to go back to that. But still. Move on. Someone else. Go oh, ahead. God. Okay. All right. So a funny thing is, okay. Okay. Derek, were you going to say something? No, please continue. <laughs> All right. So I was looking, I mean, I'm at, because the motion picture really, there's not much to really go on as far as the movie. I mean, other than the aspect that it's extremely dated, there's different references in the motion picture. I'm like, wow, we cannot have this happen now. It would never occur at this moment because of the way that the society is at this time, which of course happens when you have a movie. I mean, shit. I mean, they're, they're not even there. They, they took off 
you know, gone with the wind um, well, and things of that what, nature. And there are some movies that do that, and I'm okay with the datedness yeah, of it. Yeah. It is an effect of his time. You know, well, do, for do some you know, reason, it just was like, ooh, yeah, kind of was, cringy. Yeah, it's the it word was cringy. It was definitely cringy. For that I mean, cringy. I mean, there, like, there's, oh, man. I mean, I mean, not to go on some type of diatribe or get on a soapbox or anything. I mean, there's even if those movies are are, are are issues. I mean, everybody should at least watch them. I mean, there's things of that nature. They they there are things that you can learn from those motion pictures, so you don't do them. You know what I mean? Like you know, we all know you know Will well, Smith. They're, they're, they're important from. to learn because we've moved past it, but it's still important exactly. to know like how things were in the past. You can't like, just like ignore it because if you ignore it, then it's a whole thing of like exactly. you know if you don't. If you ignore history, then you're doomed to repeat you're it. Doomed to repeat it, yeah. Like, like, um, like Spike Lee. Spike Lee uh, is an emeritus professor, and he actually does. Uh, uh, he has a class that he does every year at NYU about you know um, motion picture and film and racism and film and things of that nature, race relations, things of that nature, racial racial stuff in, in, in motion pictures. Which is a lot of his you know movies are about race in America, and he shows. Every year to his students, he shows Birth of a Nation, which is, everyone knows, it's the most racist motion picture ever. And it's silent. It's a silent movie. It was best picture, for God's sakes. And it's one of the most racist motion pictures I've ever even seen. And I haven't seen all of it. I've seen some of it. And I, like, I can't watch this anymore because it's just, it's just too much. But he himself says, you need to watch this movie. And, and there's a lot of stuff in this movie that is cringy, but it makes you think like, well, I'm glad they at least did it in this movie because we can't do it now. We can't see that kind of stuff now because the world has changed so much. So I guess in the sense that In the Army Now is is a product of its time, but it's not something that you shouldn't watch. It's something like just like, huh, it's just, okay, that's cringy, makes me uncomfortable, but let's just move on because we've gone past that point as a society. You know what I mean? Hopefully, you know, with some of the things. Yeah, I mean, I, I think those are all valid points. I don't disagree with any of them. Um, I think that to a certain extent, um, I am more willing to, to tolerate certain things because they're a product of the time that it was created. Well, but- you, have to, you have to think that way because otherwise you're not going to watch – you know, movies that came out in the seventies because they're just it's it's, well, yeah, it's hard. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't watch anything. They treat they treat they treat old. women horrible. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't watch anything because there's so many movies that you know a lot of gangster movies where they're just you know horrible to women. I mean, they're just you yeah. know they're you know so. But I mean, but then you have to think. Okay, so and that's when you have to stop and think. Well, that's a part of his time, and of course, it's representing a time in America that, you know, women didn't have a fair shake. You know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah, in the same way for anyone who was Middle Eastern or, or you know, exactly. gay for that matter. But, um, I mean, it's not – I don't know how to say it. It, it, it there, is, there is still a limit, right? You know, if I watch certain things that are even for their time accurate – they're just, I just don't, I'm not going to enjoy it. You know, it's too far from where I'm at today. Right. But, um, I don't know. I, I thought a lot of these jokes, it might just be, what's that? Uh, it's not the same as the Thundercats effect, but it's more in the vein of like what you grow up with is more. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's I mean, a lot of this movie, a lot of the jokes are, you know, it's teenager humor. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's it, and which is what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be 
you know, funny for the kids. That's why it's a PG movie, so kids can come and watch it because it's very reading sophomore, some of the tra- is exactly, exactly, it. exactly. It's because the, the problem problem is is one of the things was is that this movie supposedly I was reading into the movie a lot because this movie was supposed to be a lot raunchier, a lot raunchier, and because Disney wanted to you know get in with the more the PG thirteen and PG crowd, they cut down a lot of the raunchy jokes in the screenplay. But it was supposed to be a lot like an R-rated motion picture, PG thirteen R-rated, and they made it PG so they could have everybody go. Anybody could go see the movie. Well, you I, mean, know what I mean, and and it probably did a lot for the the uh, I don't know validity of the movie twenty five years later, twenty six years later. You know, how valid are you talking about? Well, I mean, it's palatable still to some at this point, right? It's 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 not so far that. It's not Birth of a Nation, right? Birth of a Nation yeah. is hard yeah, 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 yeah. to watch at this point because it is so far from where we are today, right? Um, but I, I don't know. I, I still, I still did enjoy the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I agree with what Goody was saying. It's, it, it is in no way pushing the film industry to to do anything differently. It didn't change some, you know, demographics rights. It didn't enlighten us to an issue it is literally just a teenager fart and dick joke type movie right? <laughs> yeah i mean i mean there was a, there was a lot of stuff i mean there's a lot if of other movies things. that can do that do change the industry and they can't make force the they genres do. to change and like evolve like, things, like, like south know, park man. like south park south park is one of those movies that changed the industry if you think about it with or, what they did as far as or even humor for, and, for its time for its time like like american pie you know mm. did that and made a whole kind of genre of that kind of what they, they brought call it, back teen gross they, out movie or something the they, teen they, movie they, you know no no i mean probably if you think about it up until that up until like um American Pie came out, American Pie revitalized the Great American Sex Comedy. You know, well, which, wasn't that? I mean, wasn't Great uh, American Pie part of Lampoon series? No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, okay, not officially, not really. No, not, no, not really. No, no. And and the funny thing was is that guy who wrote and directed the brothers, the Whites brothers, they're the ones who did like About a Boy, and I mean they've done a ton of movies that you wouldn't even think about, but they're the ones who created American Pie. Because they wanted to bring back the great American sex comedy like Porky's and like Meatballs, like those kinds of movies. Like the National Lampoon's films almost. Like the National degree. Lampoon's films to a certain degree. You know what I mean? So, so you know, th- those kinds of Ameri- great American comedies, specifically that genre, the great American sex comedy. You know, the adult comedies. Because they... But everybody was involving like teenagers basically is what yes, it is basically, the teenager yeah. sex comedy yeah just targeting yeah. you know the the probably like 15 and up right yeah yeah well yeah, man, because i remember I mean, seeing those i mean it's for, it's funny for me because i watched the if you i watched those films even though i'm pretty sure all those actors were are older than i am those actors were playing characters that were the same age as i am as i was when those films came out exactly like their characters were my age when those films came out so yeah, like, yeah oh wow they were, they were they were all like seniors in, in, in high school. And, and, and it and, all like, and it helped to bring about other films like, um, Can't Hardly Wait was another one of those films, you know? Oh, God. It helped I to love usher that in that kind of teenage, teen movie to, to the point where we then get that movie, the, the parody, not another teen movie with yeah. Sevens and, uh, Anna Ferris. Yeah. And, and, no, uh, not Anna no, Ferris, was, what's her name? Allison Hannigan. 
Was she in that movie? Uh, no, she was in American Pie, dude. No, no, but she was also in one of those, uh, one of those. Oh, she was in uh, the disaster movie. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Or, was, um, yeah. Anyway. But anyway, yeah, but I get what you're saying, dude. You know, I'm thinking about what you said there, Goody. Jamie Presley was in that movie. Jamie Presley. I guess. Okay, so the only times I've ever really disliked a movie is really only two things. One, if it left me with a really bad feeling, right? So one of my most disliked films is going to cause a huge stir, especially with Tomas, I'm sure. Requiem for a Dream. Oh, what are you talking about, dude? I dislike that film so much because it was so just heavy and depressing. I actually agree with you on that, dude. It, <laughs> I really it, do. I found too I didn't bad. feel like I, I learned anything. I didn't enjoy any part. That film was really hard to get through. I didn't, yeah. I didn't come away with more knowledge, even if I if, if it was like a traumatic war movie and everyone dies, then at least you learn something. Shame. Shame All on that you. Said, I move on. I didn't like that movie because it left me with a very negative um, a feeling, right? But the only other movies I've never I've ever disliked were movies that I went into watching with a inaccurate expectation, right? Kind of like if I started watching Hard Boiled with an intent to get a true drama story, right? If I was like, oh, this is gonna be the best drama ever, and then I watch Hard Boiled and it's like, this is not a drama, right? It's 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 a shoot 'em up, right? It's blowing up everything and shooting as many bullets as we can come up with, right? So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I I still agree with what you said, Goody, but I watched this movie with the idea of I'm going to watch a dumb teenager movie and just be stupid for an hour and a half. And with that mindset, and you succeed, I I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and, and with with, with a, and okay. And a lot of these movies that came out in the nineties, and specifically in like between like ninety three and like ninety seven, you—that's the kind of mindset you have to be in. You know what I mean? Because it's just well, I mean, I think of like like okay, so Billy Billy Madison. I mean, Jesus, yeah, Billy Madison. There's another one, right? It's just a dumb like. Don't try and be intellectual about it. It is just a stupid. Uh, movie. What about what about what about the one with um what's his name Kevin Nealon? Uh, Dirty Jobs. I mean, Jesus, dude. Yep. You really got to think very hard in that motion picture. So, so I think back to a movie I watched. Gosh, I probably saw it five or six years ago. Have either of you ever seen the movie Shockma? No, I don't think okay. so. Okay. Um, how about Cujo? Of course. Yes. Yeah, Stephen it, King adaptation. Stephen King book, yeah. So, yeah. I haven't seen Cujo, but my perception outside is that there's a ravenous beast. It's killing people and they have to figure out how to kill it. Right. Yeah. It's a dog. Okay. So yeah, is a movie about a monkey that it might be a primate. I don't know, whatever it's, it's a monkey and it is in a testing lab. It escapes and it starts eating people. It's just, it's just a baboon. It's just funny. It's a terrible Terrible take on a horror thriller movie, right? Things jumping out at you, people getting that. Man, that sounds like that sounds like Monkey Shines, Goody. Remember Monkey Shines? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, go. Yeah, Monkey Shines. Whoa, that might be the same. So, you know, you go into watching these movies, and no matter how stupid they are, if you go in with the intent to enjoy whatever you know it to be, 
I mean, even then, I mean, and you could, you could say that a, a Marvel movie is a, uh, you know, cinematic masterpiece when we talk about how can we tell the same story 12 times with different characters and people don't notice. I still enjoy them. Right. But I don't know. That's kind of, that was kind of the same idea. Like whenever I went to go see Shockma, I actually, yeah, I went into Alamo and saw it. It was, it's a terrible movie, but it's fun just to watch the stupid things jump out at you and the ridiculousness of a single monkey taking an entire town to its knees because they don't know how to kill a monkey. I don't know. I mean, even with all that being said, like I look, I'm not, I'm not some highfalutin, you know, oh, heavily educated term, term, term of the day, term of the day, dude, highfalutin. I'm just saying that, like, I, I, you know, I just with the intention or with the ideas of of what we're, you know, it just, I just don't see. I can watch any film. Like I said, I have a very low bar to be entertained. I am very easily entertained. <laughs> I am very easy to entertain. <laughs> but when I watch this through the lens of, all right, everything else we've seen, I can find, I don't, I can find something where it says, well, this is how the genre or the cinema or something about it was moved forward. I don't see it here, man. Yeah, this one's not it. It's not it. It just not is it. It was not it for no, me. And, no. and like, again, I'm not some really high, super high class movie critic, dude. I mean, cause I love everything I've seen so far. And I like this movie too. I enjoyed it too. But then it's switching with, okay, what can I bring to the table and talk about today? And I'm like, man, what I can talk about is a lack of things to talk about here. <laughs> That's what's going on for me. That's literally it. I'm like, okay. Mind you, mind you, the lack of things to talk about have actually encompassed about an hour of conversation. So, so. Yes. So. But I'm just saying it's like, it's like, it, this does not, this has not moved the medium forward for me anyway. <laughs> Has not moved the medium forward in any way, whether it be genre or anything. I just, it just, it doesn't. I don't, which is fine. And maybe that's, that's, maybe that's what makes this movie significant, but is how um, insignificant it is. <laughs> maybe yes. the significance is how it's insignificant, which makes it something because people are talking about it. Hey, I don't know if probably, probably sure when it was thinking 1994, man, let's fast forward a few years to 2020. Some people are going to be talking about this film still. I don't know if he was thinking that. But uh, but you know what? We're talking about it, so that means something, I guess. So you know go ahead. I'm sorry, Tomas. No, no, What's go ahead. Up? I want the okay. rating. I, no, 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 dude. What, what I wanted to say was that I, when I was watching the movie, I was like, there was there was like little things in the movie that was like, wow, this is like super old. One was that the fact that uh, that Link shows up in the movie. Brendan Fraser's character Link shows yeah, up. Yeah, man, Link from Encino Man. I saw that. Man. That's oh, Link, right. That's and his, his his shirt says Link. I mean, it says Link on his shirt. Yeah, so it's like it confirms the characters. It's it's a movie universe. But not only that, if you think about it, Link shows up in, of course, it's Encino Man in the Army now, and he's also in Son in Law as yep. a cameo. He shows up in the college party in the dorm rooms. God, I love this era of movies. Yeah. So, is so, so cool. you mean I it's mean, a universe? It's a, movie a universe, universe. We didn't the realize before there were movie universes. The, Enc- the Encino Man universe. That's so wait, wait, is it? Is it? It's the ECU, EMCU, EMCU universe. Yeah. No, no, the Encino, no, it's the Man, Encino Man cinematic universe. <laughs> there you go. Link. Uh, wait for Link. it. Link. Link is Link. the link of it all. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
is the missing link. So Thomas, I found link. I need you to I need you to give me your honest opinion. What's your rating? Where where do you put it? No, wait, 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 wait. There's there's, there's something else I want to tell you guys. Oh, I was no, no. There's so much more. Believe me, there's so much. I'm gonna give you just a quick rundown of what I found. I thought it was hilarious that because I made notes. I actually did notes. You know what I mean? I do notes in these movies because I'm a fucking professional, guys. A fucking professional. All right, so get straight. But all right, wait a press the point home, okay? <laughs> all right, so so I, I I thought it was hilarious that Isa Morales has a cowboy accent, which is fucking great. Um, the other aspect of it is is that uh, that David Allen Greer that the that his character they actually had offered it to Will Smith beforehand. Like they actually Who? offered it. To, they offered. Hey, who's, they offered Will they, who's Will Smith? <laughs> they they offered David Allen Greer's character to Will Smith, and and not only him, they had offered it to Damon Wayans, but he was already he was already filming Blank Man, which is funny because David Allen Greer is in Blank Man also. Yeah, I know. So they're both in that movie, and they both start together, and they share many of the same scenes. So like, it couldn't. What was that all about? Yeah, but all right, I know, I know. And then of course, um, Laurie Petty's character, they had. Um, actually offered it to uh, this is funny Sandra Bullock and Winona Ryder and they both turned them down shocking shocking well I think I read uh, looking into the research too because sometimes <laughs> I can be professional even about films that don't yeah. move the genre forward or medium or anything yes. but yes. Um, I think they had read that like she was actually going to start filming or about to film or was in the middle of filming about to film Speed and yes. so like She's like, nah, I don't make this movie, this other movie with Keanu Reeves. So no, and, and there we and go. It was funny. It was funny. Like Andy Dick's character was supposedly supposed to be played by um, uh, Adam Sandler. So it was supposed to be Adam Sandler instead of Andy Dick, which would have been great. I thought it would have been awesome. That would have been fantastic if it was Adam Sandler. Yeah, I mean, all of those could have worked, but I don't think any of them would have been as good. Yeah. Then again, okay. I, I might be the only person here who who loved the movie as much as I did. Did you guys? Did you guys? Did you guys like? I thought it was fantastic. The first thing in the movie they showed was somebody playing three DO. A video game. Okay, I've been waiting. No, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. <laughs> that nobody has, nobody has spoken of for God, like almost thirty years, and it's a system that showed up in that movie. Yeah, front and center too. And I was like, oh man, when I saw that, I was like, oh man, it's 3DO. And then, of course, like my wife was like, what? Who cares? But, um, but I was like, oh no, it was okay. Forget it. It didn't matter. But um, I was like, oh, that's what he was playing 3DO. So I was like, oh man, 3DO. I don't know. I was kind of, I thought that was pretty cool. What was some? Of, what was a game that was famous on 3D? Was there even a famous game, or was it just it was just a a travesty of a, of a game system? Uh, I mean, I would argue it's probably a travesty of a game system. Frankly, I mean, at least in my opinion, it is. Uh, it wasn't that huge of a deal. I, I mean, mean the only, pretty- I mean, it was like the like for like um, Turbo Graphics sixteen. They had a they had Slaughterhouse and and uh, Splatterhouse, Splatterhouse, Splatterhouse. Without any uh, TVMA, I mean, without any MM for mature, it was like like a six year old could buy that game, <laughs> which was amazing. Yep, it came out. It's crazy to me, like whenever you look back at these like old consoles and you see like franchises that were like Need for Speed was on 3DO. Oh yes, 
That's crazy to You're me. Right. Like Need for Speed right. is on everything. Well, but there was like, like 3DO was big because even though like, everyone thinks about Neo Geo, but like Samurai Showdown was on 3D. I remember that. It was. Um, Mist was also there and like Alone in the Dark. Like, oh, it was actually a lot of PC ports on 3DO. But maybe this is almost like before console exclusive was something you announced, but there were still console exclusives, but they, but you didn't really announce that. that was, but but then I, I lost how that game in, in the movie and I was like, man, that's, that's a kind of a shitty 3DO game that they were playing. Like it was pretty bad. Like considering what was coming out with 3DO at that time, you know what I mean? I was like, wow. I don't know, I don't man. Know. I, I'm, a, I'm a Famicom or day, day, uh, die, dude. I'm Famicom well, forever. Famicom, Famicom, wow. Well, here's the, here's the thing. The thing with that, that, like the 3DO game that you're watching, uh, in that, in that was not necessarily shitty for the time because if you remember, like, it's also yeah. zoomed in. So, yes. like, you're seeing every single little pixel. So it might have been this- cool for the time, but it's like zooming up in your face. Yeah. And also you're looking at it in terms of, you know, your PS4 or, now PS5 trailers, I mean, yeah, you can't really come on, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean I'm, I'm comparing it to it was not crappy for its so time. I don't think. I'm, I'm I'm comparing it to the game I'm playing now, which would totally shut it down in a heartbeat. So, well, then that's I mean, that's that's, 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 that's right comparison. That's right, Mor- uh, Morty. Okay. Oh god. Come on, so you got uh, want to talk through? All right. So let me give you my let me give you my uh, my. Uh, my rating. All right, so, um, oh god, how do I start? I mean, it's just okay. So, little no, fact check guy, real quick. Mm. <laughs> the uh, video game, the character of Bones is playing at the beginning of the film is a is a game that released that same year on 3DO called Return Fire. <laughs> Fire. Very That's nice. All. Thank, thank it you, like Mr. A fun game. I was excited. I would have. <laughs> did, it get, did it get your heart pumping? It gave you, gave you the. How excited were you? Because how bad he's playing that game. I'm watching all the mistakes he's making. Did it? Did it? Did it, make you, did it make you? Did it make you? Did it make you stiff with anticipation? Oh my god! Why? 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 <laughs> were you turgid? Oh god! Turgid. I'm out. That's it. Anticipation. Turgid. Anyways, all right. So, all right. My opinion. My uh, my uh, uh, honest opinion as a critic in the uh, motion picture industry, the movie. Okay, I'm gonna give the movie a rating, and I apologize for this wholeheartedly because I apologize my brain and my eyes for watching the motion picture. But I'm gonna give it a solid, a solid six. Okay, I'm gonna give it a six. For the simple fact, there are some things in the motion in the movie that you know were good. It was funny, but I mean, it's just it's a Polly Shore movie. I mean, honestly, like Son in Law and Encino Man are. I, I just think they're they're funnier movies. And Son in Law isn't that great either because it's got the Cadbury egg guy. But uh, it's it's a better movie than this movie. And it was just, I mean, he was, I mean. And also, because it was PG, you couldn't get full Polly Shore, which was also disappointing. You know what I mean? Because I just, I want Polly Shore to be Polly Shore. I want him to be the weasel. Oh, God. And, you know, <laughs> and you just can't, you don't get it. You know, you don't get it enough. Okay. And, 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 and so for me, it's a solid five, maybe a six, maybe. 
Well, you got to land I, somewhere, man. It's between a five and a six. So that's a five. You're and not a half. landing somewhere. What is it? Give us a number. I'm gonna be sitting on the okay. Take five point five. Five point five. Oh my god, five point five. <laughs> <laughs> is that right, Morty? Okay. Gross. Okay. <laughs> so, I'll I'll give my rating then because I'm gonna be the buffer in between these. No, no, no. Give, give it to Goody. Give it to Goody. You bring us home. Goody oh, okay. first. Derek, you bring us home, baby. You bring us home, baby. All right. So here, my rating for this film. Um. So I was uh. <laughs> oh man, I was thinking a fairly low number. Um, and I this is gonna be the lowest rating in any film. And look, again, I am easily entertained. However, so I'm going to give this... Now, I actually rethought my number. Whatever. I'm stopping about a bush. I'm going to stop. Um, I'm giving this a generous, a generous five. Generous. You know what? No. I'm doing it. I'm, going, I'm doing it. I'm giving this a four. It's a four. It's a four. <laughs> Holy shit. It's a four. <laughs> I think I think you I think you I think you've turned Derek from being from being stiff with anticipation to flaccid with disappointment. So there you go. It's a four. And here's the thing. And I'm going that far. You know why? Because you know what? Scales from one to ten statistically have been proven that a scale of one to ten, anything less than a seven almost never happens. People just tend to skew higher on a scale of one to ten. And I I'm like, I'm watching this movie, man, and I'm like, man, this movie just does nothing for me. I laughed, I chuckled. I did not hate my time, but in the context in which I was trying to look at it and see what it was going on, artifact of its time, sure. No, nah, man, it's a four, bro. It's a four. And I punctuate that with a bro. It's a bro. bro. <laughs> I know, it's, 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 it's my thing. Four. For you, bro? I'm giving a four. I'm giving it four weasels. Four weasels. And here's the thing. I actually like Polly Shore a lot. Uh, I love, actually, I love Encino Man. I really do. I love Encino Man. Um, I actually like Son in Law. Um, even his turn in Goofy Movie. But, um. Oh, he's a, is this the cheese? The it's cheese. It's the leading power of cheese. cheese <laughs> I actually really God. enjoy Polly Shore and the stuff he did for MTV. But, I don't know, just this movie didn't do it for me. Didn't do it for me. Sorry. It's a four. Four whistles out of ten whistles. So you didn't hurt my feelings. Give it up, Derek. Come you on, you bring it home, baby. Good reasons. Um, you even made me reconsider my rating. So because this is the voice of reason. Um, and it's all the voice of reason. Me. It's the voice of reason with the wisdom. It's the voice of wisdom. <laughs> Go ahead. I still, I still love this movie, but to give it a hard rating, I'm gonna have to say a six. All right, oh, all I right. got. It. I'm okay with that. I mean, I mean, look, dude. There's movies that people hate that you love. Like, there's movies that that there's a movie. I mean, there's movies that I love that Goody's just like, why the fuck do you watch this movie? You know, like what? I'm gonna call you out on that. You're gonna call me out on that? No, not really. Go ahead. Keep okay. Going. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that we got to watch it. 
I, I don't regret picking it at all. I still, I'm still glad I had an excuse. You shouldn't, because I'm, I'm happy I got to watch it too. You shouldn't. And I don't it. regret watching it either. I don't. Either way, yeah. I don't know. worry, dude. That's, that, that's, that's the whole point of this podcast that we all have fun watching our movies. Flannel. I will say that, you know, everyone's wrong sometimes. And Rotten Tomatoes, you're fucking wrong. It's not 6%. Jesus Christ. Say it, say it, Derek. Do it, Derek. <laughs> it is not Do a it, Derek. Take I your stand. You Take don't have your stand, to give buddy. It a perfect score. But Stand it's on that soapbox. Get on that soapbox, Derek. Yo, you know what? Irma Vep is not that should not be that high, bro. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, it should not. No, it should not. I I stand with like you know, what's that phrase, the kiddies news now? I stand with you, goody stan. I stand the, the with kids you. Kids use that? Dude, they use it. I swear to God, it's used. Stan, like from like the Eminem song, Stan. Oh, I oh well, Stan is a fan of something like either. Really yes, obsessed. but I say like I stand with you, Goody, on that statement, and I stand with you, Derek, on this movie Whatever. being better than Irma Vep. Yeah, because God, it's so bad that movie. <sighs> Goodness. So those are, those are, those the are point two is, hours. yes, that those film are, was good. I enjoy, you know what? Yeah, yeah uh, you know, whatever. It's go, Derek. Okay, go is ahead. It, is it top shelf time? Are you done? I, I mean, I mean, are you good? Is that all you wanted to bring to the table? Because no, mean, no. I mean, I, I, uh, I enjoyed the movie. I'm happy I saw it. I still really like Polly Shore and just about everything he does. Um, all the references that we've made today, like his prior work. All hilarious. Um, it reminds me, I need to go and watch Son in Law again. I haven't seen it in forever. I think I've only ever seen it once or twice. And it's, and it's always fantastic to watch Son in Law with a young Carla Gugino. Hey, I mean, there were lots of uh, fantastic actresses that were from this era. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, can't say enough. But either way, no. It's, I mean, look, dude, like, for, like you said, I and Goody and I are not disappointed to watch the movie. It was fun to watch the movie over again. But, I mean, we also knew what we were getting into when we were watching the movie because, I mean, it's... it's- I kind of didn't. <laughs> I didn't really. <laughs> like, I, I mean, okay, look. I look at the cover of the film. Yes, it's it's a posh vehicle. But I did not think I was going to be as like, oh, all right, well, this is okay. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and, and then, of course, you know, you, you don't realize that, you know, you know, three-fourths into the movie, all of a sudden, Andy Dick is naked. So you're like, huh, that happened. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that really wasn't anything. That was whatever. I know, I mean, but I was like, I was like and, then, and, then you, and then you wonder, you're like, he's naked, and this movie's still PG? Actually, yeah, you're right. Bare ass. <laughs> I mean, still you, PG. it's not like as if you don't see it. I mean, you see it. Yeah. Pretty close, you know. I mean, yeah, you're right. There. Actually, okay. And you're like, huh. which makes me think about, and I feel like this is something that maybe we should talk about ever. But like, how rating standards sometimes are a little different. Like, they make something a lower rating like, back oh, then dude. or old from earlier times, but like today dude. would have a harder rating than than no that. Lie. I wonder. No lie, I just we saw the other day. Okay, this is funny. Funny you mentioned this. I saw the other day Doc Hollywood with the girls and Michelle. And Michael J. Fox film. I believe it was Michael Fox, J. Fox. Fantastic motion picture. My Those dad. Small town, big wait, city wait, Docker type movies. I always call my dad Doc Hollywood. Remember, we used to call him Doc Hollywood because he would get like food for like bills and shit. And um, like my dad, my dad gets like, because in, he's in a small town, Louisiana, he used to get, he gets like, like flash frozen crawfish. And shrimp from shrimp boat captains to pay because they don't have insurance. So he would pay, they would pay him in food, in like seafood, 
because that's all they had, you know, to pay him because otherwise he wouldn't get any money. Um, so my dad, so my dad, I would always tell my dad that he's Doc Hollywood. And we've, I think we've said it to my dad when we were kids too, Goody, at one point. But, but, uh, but the motion picture is rated PG 13. But I was like, oh, like I'm watching it with my, I'm watching it with my girls. And I'm like, this chick is like completely topless for longer than 15, 30 seconds. Like, I mean, it was, <laughs> she was dude, coming out of the water and you're just like, holy shit. Okay. Like, like, like you see actual, like, no, you see boobs and nipples and it's in broad daylight. It's like right in front of the motion, right in front of the movie. And it's PG 13. Wow. It's- 13 and it was and it wasn't like as if it was a quick flash like side boob no 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 i'm talking eraser head so let me all right let me ask this question um what what did you prefer in the army now or biodome See, here's the thing. Um, Biodome for me is more significant because of how I think I told you how like last time how like that was a big deal for me and my like my sounds and that that was that became more of a cult hit in my mind for me, like more of a cult thing for me. And and IMDb even calls it more of a cult following. Okay, well then there we go. Um, I but I have not seen Biodome in a very very long time, probably twenty years again. So I don't know if I would like it as much now, and it may suffer the Thundercats effect. But because of how significant I, I like Biodome more because of how significant it was in me, like, I'm gonna make all of my Windows sounds, you know, reflect this movie because it was such a big deal to watch and it was so funny to me at that point. And then the Army Now didn't do that for me. Yeah, and the Army Now kind of predates all that, but not by much. Um and I mean I mean Biodome is funny because Biodome <laughs> and 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 Biodome I think for me was just it was more quintessential Polly Shore. Like it was just Polly Shore, like to the nth degree. Like you know how I always say, like Nicolas Cage in his movies is batshit crazy. I mean, it's Polly Shore batshit comedy. And 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 that may be why I'm not gonna. If I were to watch it now, I wouldn't be so crazy about it because when he's like, sometimes when actors have a kind of comedy style or version of themselves, and then like the first movie they do of that does really well. And they're given a second vehicle to do kind of, now they're kind of given free reign to go as far as they want over the top. It's gone way too far. And I don't like it as much for me. Uh, the other example I give for that is Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura one, I enjoy. I liked it a lot. I mean, I was really young when it came out, but I even then when I first saw Ace Ventura, the sequel, um, when it came out and I was also still pretty young, I was like, uh, not so happy with it because it was like they said, Hey, uh, Mr. Jim Carrey. Ace Ventura's character, crank it up as far as you want him to go. And it was so over the top that it was like he was being Ace Ventura, but like pushing the character of Ace Ventura. I almost wonder too much. Ace Ventura is another one that kind of falls under that same guise as Biodome and Army Now for me. It's I I, I question how taint, uh, tinted my glasses are, you know? Like you know what I'm talking about? Like where where nostalgia and and Childhood, you know, warm memories make you mean me Thundercats like- effect. Yeah, but mm-hmm. say effect. Like, like I like right now, like if you, me, if you tell me I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna watch 
He-Man, Masters of the Universe, the old cartoon, I'll be like, shit, no, I don't want to even touch it. Well, no, I mean, like, because the Thundercats effect for me is something I used to love, but when I watch it now, it's awful. Like, it, it I don't know why I ever loved it, right? But yeah. With with you know Biodome and, and these other movies, I mean, Ferris Bueller's Day Off falls into that same category. I love that movie as a kid. I watch it now and I still love it. But do I love it fairly, or is it just nostalgia? You know. Well, it's what's okay. So I think in case in I still consider that Thundercats effect to a certain degree. It's just a different different version of it because it's just one of those where you're you're still asking the question: Am I forcing? Is my love only because of nostalgia, or is it because I still think it's good? And the Nerdcats effect is like it's that it's it was good and now it's crap. But now this is kind of like minor version of that where like it's crap, but I don't want to admit my, to myself it's crap. I think we should call. I think we should call that version a different name. I think we should call it by a different name. I think we should call it like the uh, maybe the John Hughes effect. Hmm? Mm. Uh, I don't want to put anyone's name on it because I don't want to taint all everything he's okay, done. How about, how about, um, how about the Thundercats? Okay, Thundercats is confirmed. I loved it. It was actually really crap. This yeah, this effect I loved it. is... How about we call it the Ferris I don't know Bueller. if I love it, but maybe my nostalgia is making me love it. Maybe the Ferris Bueller effect? And I might be affected by the Ferris Bueller effect because I don't want to use Ferris Bueller because I love it too much. <laughs> oh my god! What is happening? Uh, let's so call it the meta. Let's call it the Cameron effect. Anyways, no, I think we should call it that. And then call it the Ferris Bueller effect, or the or the uh, the eighties movie. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I think it works with the Ferris. Bueller we can effect. think on it. How about that? We'll think yeah. on it. We'll figure out, and maybe another yeah. episode we'll have something. Yeah, but okay. So take, that's, write that down. Take someone. Someone take notes on that so we can remember to I'll refer remember to it. it next time. I'll refer to it. I'll refer to it. Um, all right. So basically, so that's. That's the motion picture, everyone. Now it's time to go to our top shelf. Ooh, tippity top shelf. Um, so, uh, Derek, since it was your movie this week, um, what is your top shelf for the week? Sure. Um, so I thought that I'd, I'd mentioned this one before, but when I looked through my list, it's, it hasn't been one of my top shelves yet. So um, over the last week, I've just really been needing some, like, Real positive, kind of just heartfelt, warm, positive shows. Nothing. There's not any giant drama to it. There's not any kind of uh, you know escalating problems. It's just kind of warm feelings. Nice positive show. Great for kids if you're thinking about it. Um, it's called Fruits Basket. It's an anime. Um, it, it's reasonably new. I think they're getting ready to to release their maybe third season. I think. Um, let me look here, actually. I'll, I'll tell you. Um, but I've really... Uh, oh, they're in the middle of the second season. So it latest episode just came out yesterday. So anyway, um, it's an anime. Um, you can get it dubbed out there. I'm going to have to double check real quick. And I can tell y'all... Uh, just two seconds. You can watch it on... Hulu and Funimation, um, their streaming services, or you can rent it just about anywhere else. Anyway, Fruits Basket um, started last year. Very, very heartwarming show. Uh, it's about this this girl who really doesn't have anything. Um, like her mom passes, and she's kind of just trying to make ends meet while she goes to school just to finish her schooling. And she stumbles into this uh, 
guy who she goes to school with, all the girls swoon over him and whatnot. It turns out that the family members uh, that this guy is, that the family that this guy comes from, they are, uh, I don't know how to say it. They're the Zodiac animals. So like they're humans, but if they, if it's a guy and he makes an intimate, uh, like physical connection, like a, like a woman hugs the man, um, he transforms into his Zodiac creature, right? So he might turn into a dog or a dragon or whatever else. Um, it's a fun little anime, all ages, uh, very, very positive, warm, uh, kind of vibe to it. So yeah, that's Fruits Basket. Is it is it going to stay positive or warm? Because I feel like sometimes things start like that, and then it becomes like a deep psychological horror. And like all, uh, of a sudden, all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, this is going to be a deep cut. But all of a sudden, this show goes from nice and happy all of a sudden to perfect blue. And you're talking about doppelgangers and serial killers and shit like that. No, it's, yeah, is it one of those? No, no, no. There's not any overarching, like looming negative potentials that come across. Yet. There's no nemesis. Well, I mean, I'm through the first season, so I, I mean, I guess it's still possible. Um, I mean, there's little things like this, this, uh, so the family that are these, these Zodiac. Uh, so this isn't Doki Doki Literature Club? Like, it's not going to turn into that? Like, I'm like, oh, no. oh no, what has happened? No, 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 not, not, not that at all. Um, the over, the only kind of overarching potential negative that I've seen so far is the, the Zodiac family. They're the Soma family. Um, the Somas are uh, one of the family members who kind of leads the family, makes all the decisions for the family to protect their secret from, you know, the world around them. Um, he, he has the ability to erase memories. And so that's how they've kept their family a secret. And they contemplate erasing this girl's memory. Um, but they decide against it because she's, you know, got such a, a positive demeanor about her that they don't think that she would go and, put the family at risk for whatever reason, but that's really the only negative thing that's come from. It's kind of weird. If you think about it, like a, a story that doesn't have a, like an antagonist that you have to constantly worry about, but it works. It's really enjoyable. I've, I've made it through the whole first season. Um, and I'll probably start the second season in the near future. If I ever finish food wars, cause it's freaking forever long. Okay. That's cool. All right. All right. All right. Goody. What do you got? Goody. Well, uh, as you'd imagine, um, my top shelf is a video game, of course. Um, at least for now, anyway. One of these days it's going to happen. Not that, but. Shocking. True. Shocking. Beat yourself. Yeah, you're right. And I am. I am. So, so far, this has been, if in many ways, the summer of Assassin's Creed. Don't let it be another Yakuza game. Uh, not, not yet, anyway. Um, <laughs> but no, it's going to come. It's going to show up. But, um, so I've been making my way through the Assassin's Creed series because for some reason I have it in my mind. I want to kind of be ready for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So, um, way back in earlier in the spring, I started and finished Assassin's Creed Black Flag. And then I moved on to, I kind of skipped Assassin's Creed, uh, Rogue and I went to, um, Assassin's Creed Unity, completed that. And then from that, I'm like, I go on to the next one. And so, uh, right now my top shelf has been, and I'm about to complete. Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which is the one that takes place 1868, uh, London, which to be honest has been my favorite one up to this point. I have loved that game. Um, it didn't have the, uh, in a lot of ways, the kind of like bloat of Assassin's Creed Unity where the map was full of tiny little symbols and tons of little side quests that kind of would give me anxiety because I want to finish them all. Um, it didn't have nearly as many 
the characters were, were, were more enjoyable. I liked them. I liked having two different characters to play with. There's these twins, Jacob and uh, Evie Fry. And Goody, 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 is there any, who's the, who's possibly in that, in that game, the most famous person that's not like royalty or aristocrat in that game? Who's the most famous person? And Derek's going to enjoy this. The most famous person, dude. Who's his cu- Q? Who's their, who's their Q? Their Q. Oh, their Q is Alexander Graham Bell, actually. Yes. <laughs> like he's the guy that kind of gives them gadgets and he's like, all that stuff. Like he doesn't necessarily know they're part of the assassin's order. He just like, yeah. here, I'm trying this new thing in my laboratory. And like, he gives them gadgets and stuff. It's a, it's, it's a very out. young, it's, really cool. it's a very young Alexander Graham Bell yes. with a very thick Scottish accent. Yeah. It's pretty cool. No, I, I've loved that game. I, I really have enjoyed that one so much. I mean, this is the way you can like zip line your way through London, which is great. Not a lot of side quests, which is, I think is good because it doesn't have all that bloat. It's, it's great. It's, um, it's the characters. I mean, you run into and the historical characters, the way they've, they've, they've made them in this is pretty good. Um, I've taken issue with a couple of things like the portrayal of, you know, uh, Karl Marx's political views on certain things, but whatever. It's fine. Um, the point is that I've loved it. Assassin's Creed Syndicate, I've loved it. I'm almost done with the main storyline. I've already finished all the side, all the mine, or the side missions. Not so much like the collectible stuff, but like the side missions with like the very, very young Arthur Conan Doyle, uh, Charles Darwin, Charles Dickens, Karl Marx, all that stuff. I'm just going through the main storyline. All I have left is the, uh, the kind of like the big DLC they made. Um, actually I have one more with the Maharaja to get through. And then the, after that, the separate DLC they did with, um, with Jack the Ripper. Uh, missions, which take place, of course, decades after the game. So it's like an older kind of the characters are older and stuff like that. So I got, I, I don't know what the storylines with those exactly. So I got to watch, play that, but almost done with that. So yeah, uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, I think came out in 2015. Loving it, loving it. And, um, who knows? Maybe the next time we do this, uh, I'll be on to, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. That's my top shelf right now. Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Really like it a lot. Solid game. Solid game. Cool. I'm down. I mean, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that game. I got that game one one year for Christmas or whatever. I bought it for Christmas, uh, and it was it was amazing. It was. Goody got it for me actually for Christmas. I think. I think he got it for me. But yeah, no, it was a fantastic game. I loved every second of that game. That game was amazing. So, I, really, I only ever played, I think, one of the first, I don't remember if it was the first or one of the first Assassin's Creed games. Um, I, 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 I think the biggest reason that I loved that game was it was one of the first ones that really started to, they put in mechanics in place that allowed you to stitch natural movements into action. Like, like there were fluid, like the, the difference between a walk, a run, a jump, and a roll were very yeah. fluid. Right. Versus yep. like I'm jumping and then I hit the roll button and suddenly it looks like I'm standing before I roll, you know, like Assassin's Creed did a really good job kind of making those fluid actions to, to seem more real, real, like lifelike, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Especially when it was in the assassins, the, the actual assassinations where you jumped on the dude and hit him with the hidden blade and all of a sudden he's down. You're done. Yeah, exactly. You hit him with the blade. He drops. You keep running and you climb up the walls and you're out the door. Yeah. Yep. You got I mean, it. Like it was, it was, it, yeah, it, you're right. It, it, it was one of those games that we were just like, wow, they really got the movement of somebody down, like like a human being down to pat. So it worked out. It was, it was good. I've always loved those. Those games are just so good. They're so much fun, especially when the, 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 the later ones where it's just the world is just so much bigger and you just experience more things like, 
like Black Flag and America and Assassin's Creed Three, which is just amazing too. I mean, it's just they're great, dude. I can't complain either. So good choice, Goody. Good choice. All right, so my my pick uh, this week is a television series, more in the vein of what I do, like motion movies and, and TV. Um, it's it's actually one that's actually in its third. It's in the middle of its third season now. It's on Paramount Network, but it is amazing. It's such a good show, and I, I'm a sucker for a good western too. Is uh, Yellowstone with Kevin Costner? Mm, okay. Have you, the, have you watched the show yet? Never even heard of that. No. I heard Dude, about it. It is such a good show. Like you can watch the first two seasons on demand right now on Peacock, which is free. Peacock is free if you want to watch it with like you know like uh, it's free now with commercials and stuff. Um, but yeah, you can watch Peacock free. It's I think it's two. I think it's the first two seasons are on Peacock, and the third season, which is already like in with with like three episodes left, so you're in the, the there's seven episodes in in the third season. Is all the episodes are on demand now on like your local whoever your carrier is, whether it's DirecTV or UVerse or Comcast or whoever. But you know, whoever your TV carrier is, there's seven episodes in if they carry Paramount. It is an amazing show. Like it's so good. Like it's I've never experienced a show that would would have the the mad mad feelings of a western and be so modern and such a modern take on like the Western kind of aspect of it where you have, so Kevin Costner, okay, just to give you an idea, he plays this, this guy called John Dutton and he is, okay. So think of, okay. So in retro, in in aspect, think of, um, think of uh, King Arthur. He's kind of a hard ass, but think of a, of a King in like a medieval time with so much land and everyone gunning for him. Because they want his land. And it's kind of like that. He has hundreds of thousands of acres. It's called Yellowstone, his ranch, because it's literally right next to the Yellowstone Park. But he has so much land that everybody wants it for something else. So he's constantly fighting off people. Whether it's the local Indian reservation, Indian uh, tribe that wants to annex his land and build it. Or it's the government who wants to grab it, or if it's a, a developer that wants to develop homes on it. I mean, it's the constant. But but I mean, if you think about, it, you could always ask the, those the railroad barons. Just pick and choose who your characters are in Western times. You know, what I mean, whether it's the government, whether it's railroad barons, whether it's you know, like like whether it's um, Indians who want to take over the land and take it back and by combat. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, it is Native American. Sorry, it is. A fantastic movie, and Kevin Costner is amazing as a like movie or series. Series, sorry, yeah, okay. but it, it takes like place in the nineteenth century. No, it takes place now. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. Like it's 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 such a great. It feels like a western, but it takes place now. It takes place in Montana, so you have all the amazing vistas that Montana gives you, and the Dakotas, and all that stuff gives you. And you just see, you're just like, every episode is just, it's like a postcard, dude. I mean, it's just, it's amazing to watch. But on top of that, the story's fantastic. The violence is great. And then the aspect of the, 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 uh, I mean, there's not a big portion of it, but like the, 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 
the, the sexual energy of some of the people and the characters having, and you know, it's just, it's amazing. And, and, you know, a lot of the characters hate each other. So you feel the, the visceral aspect of their hate towards each other and you find out different things. And it's a really, really good show. Very well done. Very well written. And every episode, you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, how, what's going to happen now? And then when they tell you, you're like, holy shit. And you know, it's just, it's, and it's funny too. It's literally funny. There are so many funny jokes and it's such a well written show that you're just like, wow, what a great show. Every, after every episode, you're like, what a great fucking show. Like me and my wife, we saw the first two seasons literally in like three days. I mean, we couldn't stop watching the show. Mm, it was amazing. One of those. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It was really good. So my top shelf is going to be Yellowstone. It's worth the watch. Worth the watch. I might check it out. I'm gonna check that one out. You should, and, and you and, and and dude, your wives would like like Goody, Jenny, and, and Betsy, dude, on your end would love the show, dude. I'm good for it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out at least one or two episodes. Get a it's worth it, for dude. It, you know, yeah, and and they did you know, and then the dynamic, the internal dynamic of the family is 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 pretty crazy too because there's 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 they don't tell you a lot. Of what's happening, but you wonder, like, while you're watching the movie, like, the show, sorry, sorry, I keep saying movie because it feels like it. While you're watching the show, you're like, why are they acting like this? What's the issue? What is, what, and and it keeps you going because you're like wondering, like, why do they hate each other? Why do they not like each other? What's the, the actual issue that comes up when these people look at each other? Like, there's something in the past and it's insane. It's pretty insane what they tell you in the movie as far as the characters are concerned and what they're experiencing even in the modern day. So well, and they've got what we're in the midst right now of the third season. So yeah. they've got a lot of it to, to if you, if you end up loving it, you know, and there's else. so many people in the show, there's Kevin Costner, there's Wes Bentley. I mean, uh, what's his name? Cole Hauser, who's a, if you see him, you'll recognize him. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of people that have shown up on the show that you're just like, holy shit. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's worth the watch, worth the watch. So that's mine. But, um, but yeah, so, um, so who, well, I guess who, who's picking the next one? Uh, the next one is, of course, right now at this point is Goody. Goody, so what are we choosing for our J motion picture? Do you have a choice yet? Um, actually, I do. And, oh, wow. uh, I do. I, I mean, do you want me to reveal it right now or should we just I mean, kind of like I, wait for it to? How are we going to, how are we not going to reveal it? We always reveal it. So just go yeah. with it, bro. All right. So anyway, uh, I think it's because I've just been on a kind of a, a certain kind of a spin. Uh, it's probably because of my son and all that. But for Jay, Jay, I think we're going to watch a film that I actually do think perhaps pushes the medium forward. Uh, we're going to watch. I, I know where you're going. You know where I'm going with this? Do you want me to say it or are you going to say it? Oh, I mean, if you say it and you're wrong, it'd be really embarrassing. But you can I don't drive. give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Go. It's Jurassic Park. Yeah, it is, buddy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, we're we're gonna have a jam packed episode because we. It's Dotson, everybody. Dotson's here. Dotson's Dotson. here. Dotson. 
We could talk about Jurassic Park for hours, so expect that one to be a lengthy episode. That's going to be a long one. Well, we'll see, but don't don't oversell it. Don't oversell it. But even still, how we've gotten as long we've gotten as long as we have on this episode is behooves me. I have no idea. Well, and what about that is that if you think about it. Actually, don't have to think about it. This movie came out the year before in the army. Now, actually, came out in 1993. Yes. I think it was June of 93 yes. when this movie came out. So you think of, um, you think of in the army now, and you think this film that we're going to talk about actually has a year earlier in terms of technology and all of that and what they're able to achieve. But then again, it is a Spielberg vehicle, I believe. So, I mean, I mean, to take to take a coin from from a Animaniacs, it's so Spielbergian. I mean, meanwhile, people are making you know, digging fart jokes, and Spielberg's over here changing the film game. But we'll talk more about yeah. We'll so yeah, the next movie J is for Jurassic Park. Because there's, there's a lot of good J movies out there. I mean, I'm 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 happy with this one, but I mean, like when we talk about like. There's the jacket, Jason Bourne, Jaws, um, the jerk, Jerry Maguire. Jaws is another Spielberg film. Another Spielberg, Spielbergian. Uh, if, if you really want a good, you know, Dick and Fark joke movie, there's Joe Dirt. Oh Jesus! Yeah, Christ. no, we're not doing that. Uh, how about <laughs> Judge Dredd? Oh, dude! You know Which what? One? Which one? Or the Joker? I don't know if I can sit through the Joker again. It was amazing, but I don't know if I can sit through it again. No, no, I'm happy with Jurassic Park. I think no, it's I'm, I'm, you know what? We're hitting, we're hitting, we're hitting Jurassic Park. It's gonna be Jurassic Park. Yeah, we're gonna do Jurassic Park. All right, so um, can I, can I just go and watch Jury Duty on my own since I want to? Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you okay. can watch whatever you want on your own, dude. <laughs> All right, cool. Jurassic Park. All right, Jurassic Park is the next movie we're going to be going over. So um, we're going to be checking that one out. We're going to be talking about it. So um, everybody, we'll see you guys in a few weeks. So uh, basically, uh, Goody, is there anything that we could say, like any phrase from this motion picture that we could say as our as our as our sound off? Because I don't know if there was. Uh, I just remember him telling the the sergeant. I think it was shut up or something a lot. So I don't know. Not really, dude. I, I I got nothing for you this time, my friend. Okay, okay. Next time, I mean, just, just, just well, well, we've, we've uh, in any case, it's been it's been no, no, so no, no. cool. I've got one. I've got you got one. Okay, you go, quote. you go, dude. Paul was being a dumbass in that tent, and he goes, "Would America have won the Civil War if we didn't work together?" Perfect. There it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. And That's so is perfection. So goodbye to the weasel. The weasel. Oh God! Perfect. <laughs>